Inside your trunk, I'ma get, 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 get you drunk, get you love drunk off my hump, 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 my lovely little lumps. Hell yeah! <laughs> what? What you gonna do with all that junk? First things first, hello and welcome everybody to another installment of the TPS Reports Podcast. And we're back. Something how big my humps was, dude? Yeah. I remember the first time I heard it. I think I've told the story on this show, but back in the day when I worked at a party city when I was a teenager. You know, blowing up balloons. Huffing and, nitrous. Yeah, buying weed behind the balloon counter. I worked with a gentleman named Steve. <sighs> classic Steve. And Steve was classic, dude. So the long story short on Steve, like, we were, he was my buddy. We were like, so... Uh, Give me the over-under on Steve. He stole a lot from Party City. Nice. He stole so much, he, opened up, guy. he opened up his own eBay and resold... <laughs> Like, and he was doing it for years in Halloween Classic. season, and he eventually, I, I watched him get taken out in handcuffs one nice. day, and I would help him, like, while he would haul boxes, I would kind of, like, be a lookout. Yeah. But, but we would hang out. It was, like, a uh, few when years they, older than me. When they cuffed him and walked him out, did he kind of, like, walk out with, like, a smile, like a... I think he not he wasn't it one was of the first it. people I saw do cocaine, but on my first day at work, I went behind the balloon counter, and Steve was doing a rail. Yes. I love this guy. He's great. I love Steve so much. Where is Steve? Why but is he I not remember like I'm Mike? walking by, it's my first day of work. All the all the employees are just fucking teenagers and yeah, drug users hanging out. And then they were like, Whoa. And then I walked, I saw him do a rail, and they were basically like, like, Are you cool? Yeah. You know, and I was and I had never done coke at that snitch? point. They said, Whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. You, who's this? Are you cool? And I was like, oh, I smoke weed. That's all I said. And they went, he's cool. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> right answer. <laughs> um, but anyways, we uh, we hung out. Yeah, get to the my humps. We went to go see <laughs> at Woodfield Mall Theaters. Classic. Uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. I saw that. In theaters? I think so. Because that's what we were going to see. And we were driving there. Oh, yeah. He was driving. And he played. This is before the the... The bigness you're talking about of right. my humps. I had never, no one had ever heard this song. I Back think then. He had the CD and it hadn't even like blown up as the first single right. off it or whatever. This is what we would call back then spanking new. Yeah, but it's so funny. This guy, Steve. Fucking Steve. Not some not some chick in the club. He was Steve. like, I was like, what is this? It was just like, yeah, I'd never heard the beat. I'd never heard the song. And he's like, you never heard my humps? <laughs> Cranks it up. heard of that? So it's like two guys unironically like, this is this is fresh. <laughs> Drive into the Emily Rose movie. Yes. Uh, shout out Steve. I'll never it hear that song fresh. and not think of him. Um, speaking of fresh. Goddamn classic. Uh, we have a very fresh song coming out this Friday. Fresh. It's called Bird's Eye View. It's a junkyard samurai <laughs> song. <laughs> Palmer Square's Prob Cause, uh, first single in three years or so. Um, but if you're a patron, more than that, I or mean, if you the go album to, came out three years ago, uh, the album, yeah, I guess that was 20, was that 2018 or 2019? That had to have been 2018. Who even knows anymore, man? I know, man. 
Uh, so yeah, new song this Friday, but the patrons can hear it right now. Wow. It's up for a couple days early for the Patreon preview, so go to patreon.com slash Palmer you Squares. Lucky ducks. If you cannot wait two more days to hear this new song, you don't have to. You can go to patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. Support us. Check it out there. Or um, whether you hear it early or not, hear it again on Friday. Get us that stream bag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give us a reshare. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? The Platinum Elite Tour. We're heading west in a mere, what, two weeks-ish? Uh, it's happening, you guys. And we just got off the phone with Jarv confirming uh, he will be with us for all the dates scheduled. We were like, eh, he probably can't go past Phoenix, Vegas, whatever, Colorado. Fuck all that noise. We're coming with Jarv. Um, and there's a chance we set up another, uh, an extra show, but we're still working on that. Either way, go to palmersquares.com slash tour. For those tickets right now, uh, make us look cool. Get your tickets early. It's nice to hear the venue say, oh, tickets are selling well. <laughs> Instead of like, yeah, you've sold 12 in the shows tomorrow. Right. So, though you could get it at the door, uh, it's best for us and it might save you a few bucks if you get them early. So, please get your tickets to that. It really helps. Um, just a quick reminder. Seattle, Portland, San Fran, Sacramento, Santa Cruz, Los Angeles, San Diego, Phoenix, and then uh, Colorado, Greeley, Colorado Springs, uh, Denver, Colorado. Jarve with us for all those dates. Please get your tickets. And um, speaking of tickets and dates, we just announced we're going to be with Tropidelic at the end of the year for three of their four um, year-ending shows, including New Year's Eve in Cleveland. But uh, we're also going to be in Cincinnati uh, December 28th at Riverfront Live. We're going to be in, what is it called? It's like Detroit area, but it's something else. It's like, who cares? Detroit area. Detroit at the Magic Bag. Uh October 29th, and then, yeah, House of Blues, Cleveland, New Year's Eve party with the dogs. New Year's Eve, baby! Um, so tickets for all of those are on sale right now, too. So if you're uh, Michigan, Ohio, Midwest area, you can get those right now. What the, what, is this the uh, Bridgerton version of My Humps? What is this? Fun fact. My Humps steals from... Dvorak's New World Symphony, which I listened to yesterday with my grandpa in its entirety. Great symphony. Great symphony. And the fact is fun, you guys. That is a fun fact. Isn't it? Eh. Also just thought this New Year's <laughs> plug could use some epic tunage. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, I think that you're going to do it again. Uh, so tickets on sale now dun, for all of this dun, shit. Dun, 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 dun. That, that song was really big. I feel like I got to hear it before the world. Thank you, Steve. Right. But uh, Eat your heart yeah. out, Dvorak. It's pretty crazy. I got to hear it uh, in high, high school. High school. That girl I dated in high school. In high school. In high school. Um, say it a third time. <laughs> go on. Go on. I was gonna say, it's not even a fun story. I, I hung out with a bunch of cheerleaders. Is there a fun fact in the story? I made out with all of them. any fun? I fingered one of them while she made out with another she- it was fun. That's hot. And, and Ah, to be young again. And My Humps was the big tune at the time, so all night... Everyone was humping. Th these cheerleaders were just like dancing and booty shaking to My Humps, and I was the only boy invited. It was the best night of my life. Did you? Did they get 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 you love drunk off their humps? They or did. <laughs> they did. I look oh. back on it fondly. Um, and one more thing about the Platinum Elite Tour. Um, it's Platinum. And Elite. And it's a tour. Uh, moving on. 
No, photographers slash videographers. Calling all photographers. We uh, we would love to get some good photos or video clips um, at some of these shows. So it's been a while, but if you're like, uh, you, you shoot pro photos, you're really good at it, like better than just show up with your iPhone, because I could do that. Right. We're, we all are going to show up with our phone. Right. I know everybody fancies yeah. themselves a photographer these days. But, uh, but in a few of these mean. cities. So if you're a photographer slash uh, videographer in like Seattle or Portland or... San Fran, LA, pretty much any of these spots. Um, we're offering, you know, put you on the guest list, hook you up with some merch, hang out with the squares. We're not giving you any money. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd love some photos and um, it'll be a fun ass night. It was just something I was thinking about where uh, I don't think we can bring a, you know, a designated photographer on, on this run. But um, it's been a while since we've been out there. So I'm sure somebody can jog my memory to who are fan homies are that'd be willing to help but yeah hit us up send us a an email or a dm or something if uh if you might want to hop on the list and take some fucking shots for us on this run anyway i guess uh we can move on from that wanted to plug it all right off the top new song out now on patreon everywhere friday platinum elite tour tickets on sale photographers wanted and end of the year shows three shows with trop cincinnati detroit area and cleveland new year's eveland Really excited for that. Hell yeah, dude. Let's hope we don't get shot in Detroit. Hell yeah! I mean, we're from Chicago, so. <laughs> Bulletproof. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't have anything else I want to talk about. That's all I wanted the people to know. Get your goddamn tickets now. And uh, excited for people to hear the song. So. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Other than that, what? We watched the fights, right? Yeah. That's what we did. I have a... Just gonna uh, lob term the ball right here. I have a cyst on my butt cheek. Okay, forget that's the fight. The most that's Let's going get on into in that. my life. Let's get right into I that. I really hope it's not there for the whole tour because it really hurts. I know. Imagine sitting in the driver's seat or like just I'm any, gonna need in like in the car for like twelve hours. Kidding? I would need to buy one of those like inflatable donut things. <laughs> like uh, the guy in the Frighteners. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "What's the movie, dude? What is the?" I movie? know there's a million others, but our reference <laughs> is, is a little, little the, movie called The Frighteners. Yeah, you know Peter Jackson's best work. I, I don't know the actor's name, but there's been times I throw Michael on Michael J. Fox. Like, no, the, the guy who sits on the fucking donut. Right, He's in a lot of like 80s horror. I didn't realize, and that's kind of why... I grew up with the Frighteners, and that was the weird cop guy with the fucking comb over right. and the pale skin and the weird lips. He's a fucking weirdo. Um, but yeah, I, I put on like... I don't know what movies I was watching, but it's been a couple things I've seen him in, and he was clearly a guy who was getting around the, uh, the slasher circuit. Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, it's my dog. That's my dog. <laughs> Steve, he's in Reanimator, which I know you just watched. Didn't just watch that, but have seen it. Um, Bride of Reanimator, Beyond Reanimator. There's a lot of those. Reanimating this guy, Reanimator. His whole career is the Reanimator. Those are you know classic. Every, every movies. single one of these is horror. Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator, Beyond Reanimator, From Beyond, Would You Rather, Castle Freak, The Frighteners, House on Haunted I have Hill, seen Would You Rather, Necronomicon, Return to House on Haunted Hill, Doctor Mordred, Pulse Pounders. This guy's never done anything. I, that, I was gonna say, yeah, he's like a tight cast horror. horror movie. Yeah, it's still going. Faust, Love of the Damned, it's, Night of the Living Dead. Son, somehow, none of these are the one I was watching recently. <laughs> Lurking Where is it? Fear, Cellar Dweller, The Pit Cellar Dweller. <laughs> it wasn't Cellar Dweller. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Hammerhead, Shark Frenzy. All right, now we're getting. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Beethoven's Treasure Tale. So yeah, how's your butt doing? It sucks. Oh, yeah, that's why, that's why we're talking about Jeffrey Combs. My butt, it sucks shit. 
Yeah, I don't know. I thought I just had like a. I've, we talked before about extensively about my pimply ass. So wait, did you say a pimple or a cyst? What one thinks is a pimple <laughs> could be a cyst. Today's it's definitely not pimple a pimple. Is tomorrow's? Yeah, it's like um, hard. What's the other thing? And like the, a mere touch. No, that's the one that you get on the eye. A mere touch. What about your brown eye? Can you get a Shalazian on the brown eye lid? <laughs> God, if this thing was on my brown eye. No, but it can't be a cyst. You probably just got a pimply ass. No, I've seen a picture like, of your ass. This is a cyst. You think so? Like, there's no white head, and it's like hard. I've had a cyst before. Yeah, I've had we a cyst. We talked about too. my gooch cyst where I had to. Yeah, dude, I had to help you with your cyst. I had to give you an assist. Nice. <laughs> uh, you had the one on your tailbone. So, right. So this is on your butt cheek. Straight cheekage. Somehow I feel like less, like that's less of an issue than when you had. It's not, because you have to sit always. Okay, you're right. Sitting is a big part of life. And the only way to, like, make this go away is if I spent a week on my belly, which is unrealistic. I gotta, I gotta leave the house. I have to do things. Can you swim to my house? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. If you saw that bears game yesterday, you would have thought I could. Holy heck fella. (laughs) (laughs) The first football game I've watched in years. Oh, I didn't watch the game, but I saw the clip because it was like flash floods in the city. And yeah, we were kind of talking about that yesterday. You know like what? They're moving the team to the suburbs because, and there's going to be a dome on there. People like, bitch a lot about that. the dome. Um, I want to see a torrential downpour or like a snow flurry Packers-Bears game in the middle of January. Right. You First know? of all. Actually, I don't. It's tradition. don't care about you gotta it. You got to play through the elements. Right. Second of all, it's a Chicago thing. Clearly, sh- the Chicago players are more used to the elements right. and they whooped some ass. You know? Yeah, exactly. Who are they playing? Like the, the 49ers. Chargers, somebody from out west. 49ers. Um, anyway, that's all I got. You can cut all this out because we yeah, don't know anything trash. about football. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the TPS Sports Podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, it really sucks. And I don't know what to do about it. Last time I had to like have a doctor, he froze the cyst. Fucking right, I'm a doctor. Which I don't even know how they do that. I wasn't looking. It was in my gooch. I couldn't really see, but he froze it with something. Yeah, I think that's what happened when I had to. I had to go to the ER, which really hurt. Yeah, it hurt a lot. But then, because but then cutting it open doesn't hurt because it's frozen and it's numbed. Yep. Hey. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> um. Well, I figured we can talk real quick if you uh, want to say anything about the fights. Right. I just want to say that I'm fighting with this cyst on my butt cheek. <laughs> Um. Uh. Yeah. It was. It was an interesting card. I know it was like it. It oddly. Look, we don't need a, to force it. A weird fight week where it oddly became, quote, the card everyone wanted and asked for, and then when it played out, it was like, uh, well, I didn't want to see Comzat win in two minutes. Right. Uh, I didn't. Well, that's wanna the thing see... about shuffling. So what happened was there was this. This uh, card's been promoted one way for months now of like who's fighting who. Basically, yes. who's, and that's how they train. They're training to fight their opponent. And then the right. day before, there was like, dude doesn't make weight. And then they start shuffling everything around. So, like, all right, instead of that, we'll pair him up with him. Which, so now everybody's fighting somebody that they haven't been training to fight necessarily. And right. yeah, kind of. Which, not to get all conspiracy theorists on, it's like, I do believe that the switch was known, you know, more than one day mm, in advance. The fix was in. Um, I don't know why and I don't know what it's about, but obviously they wouldn't like, they wouldn't have known this the whole time and then like promote a fight that's not going to happen. That just makes no sense. Yeah. They put a lot of money into promotion and everything. It would make no sense. 
regardless, though, we wound up with Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson. Two That's what you wanted to see. Old-time legends. It is, you know, like I said, it's the card everyone wants to see. Two guys who have been around. They're veterans. I'm pretty sure they, they both won the Ultimate Fighter. Um, they should have fought years ago. And that's like the big takeaway. My big takeaway from the fight is they should have fought years ago. I thought they both looked well. Old. They're, they're also both at the end of their they careers, potentially, slow. potentially, potentially. They've been around a long time, so it's like it, it would be weird if they always they've always been like what same weight class. If they never fought, right. it's like a thing where it's like uh, I'm glad and I'm bigger fans than me. I'm sure are glad that they got to see that matchup before these guys or one of them retires. You know, it's just a it shame we got we had to see it. At this stage of Tony Ferguson's career. Yeah. Eh, he was having a good time. He was paid out the ass. He was smiling. Yeah. He's getting choked out, just smiling like, cha-ching. I don't know. It was, it, was, it was a fun night. I saw one of the fans. Chris Barnett made it worth everything. Yeah. First card of the prelim, or first fight of the prelim card, rather, was like, to me, the most exciting. Chris Barnett. Uh, uh, yeah, dude was getting kind of his ass kicked the whole first round to the point where like, I'm, I'm pussy. And I'm just like, dude, his eyes shut. It looks like his jaw's broken. Like his face is all fucked up. He really shouldn't even fight the second round. His face was weird. He was doing a weird thing. I don't know. He I looked said, like, like a JR from, uh, he talked. oh my God. He had like yes. palsy face. <laughs> he had palsy face. And it looked like a kick to his chin knocked palsy into his face. However, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. post-fight interview. This guy's not good. He sounded great. I don't know if you can like give that post-fight interview with a broken jaw. Exactly. So we were overreacting. The announcers were saying his jaw's all fucked. And I was like, oh my he God, was, they're right. He was doing a weird thing with his jaw second round. So the doctor comes in, flashes the light. And this is a first fight of the night, you know? And it's just like, it's already like, all right, one round for this guy and now the doctor's probably gonna say nah yeah. he passes the little flashlight test and then he goes in and fucking total comeback victory yeah Jake Dominates. Collier was, was gassed yeah after the first um, Chris Barnett just landed a few good heavy shots took his back honestly it was kind of an exciting it was tough excitement to be there was there was it was an exciting card otherwise, but it never really matched to me. We were both just like, let's go. Right. Finish that. Yes. Like fucking losing it on Big Fatso sitting on the dude and just like unloading for 90 seconds. He was gassed too. I feel like that would have been a way quicker finish, but, right, but he's he, just like, oh, I got to keep going. He's fought his whole career at heavyweight, uh, whereas Jake Collier used to be like a thin dude. I think he used to fight at 170 or 185. Which is hilarious because now he's at like fucking 285 You would almost. never think, yeah. That this guy used to be like shredded uh, pro fighter. I mean, he's still a pro fighter, but he's not yeah. exactly shredded anymore. He's what we would call loose around the waist. Yes. Time <laughs> was what we call cruel to him. It was a fun card, though. Um, I just really hope with Kamzat Chemaev that they, uh, his next fight, they make him fight at 185, hopefully against Paulo Costa. That's what um, I want to see. I saw one of the fan that's, that's callers dream matchup. called in about UFC, so let's just assume it's about this week's and uh, hear him out. Yo, yo, yo. Dude, That I'm sure you guys are talking about it. We probably already talked about it, but that fight card, man, I luckily bought it. I usually don't buy them because the only two cards I ever bought were both of the Woodley and Thompson fights. And as we know, those are, those are both trash, and I was really pissed off that I spent 80 bucks each on that. But... Yeah, I was at my girl's house, and I said, fuck it, bought it, and like, dude, crazy fucking night. I think Lee got robbed. I think most people did. That fucking up-kick liver shot was fucking crazy. Yep. Uh, yep. I, yep. Think I didn't Hamza think Lee got did kind of pull some slime. Who's Lee? Jing Ling. Oh, uh, I thought the, the up-kick liver shot was Macy Chesson. It was. He's just, oh, he's okay. just uh, right. going through them all. Uh, I thought... 
it wasn't a, a robbery. I did expect that the leech was going to win. Yeah. I was even surprised when it was split. I, I had said out D-Rod. loud, I was like, he's clearly winning the fight, and clearly I was wrong again. However, I thought uh, the second round was really close, and then the third round I thought was unquestionably Daniel Rodriguez. Jing Lang kind of took the third round off, and I thought that was a big mistake in hindsight. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that it was it was exactly a robbery. I think that heel to the liver on Macy was maybe one of like the, the runner-up most exciting things. And I was oh, making yeah. little side $5 bets with Term, and I had just lost one, whatever the fight before that yes, was, the Johnny Walker fight. And then uh, much like the, the, the first fight with what's-his-face, what's the big fat guy's name? Chris Barnett. Barnett. Uh, yeah, Macy's getting her ass kicked round one, and then is kind of like, taking over yeah, round she two had a crazy and round then she two. was taking over round three and that was like absolutely i didn't she even was, see what the fuck happened i was like and i bet on her so like, what what the fuck i was about to win one maybe 40 seconds from winning that fight yeah that was nuts never happened before yeah i think i think that's one of those shots where uh, um, uh, a kick off your back to somebody's belly whether she ends was, the fucking fight whether she was trying to land a body shot or not like i think that's what you would call a lucky right strike but regardless i'm sure they train it's the first thing Rogan asked her. It's like, do you train for that? Throwing those flurry You're not going to be like, no, dude, it was just an accident. And that so, could of course, be, she's like, yeah, I fucking planned that. Yeah, that could be something. Calculated. Uh, you know, one of those moves that kind of changes the game where you see a lot more fighters right. going for up kicks to the body. Well, now, you, yeah, you see it work, and then you go like, oh, I could do that. Like, at least I never right. thought to try it like that, but I guess that could end. It's like a fucking, it was a knockout punch, except it was a kick and not to a head. Right. <laughs> it was like, holy shit, that's a fight ender. Uh, he goes on. I think Hamza did kind of pull some slime ball shit, not touching gloves. Eh. You know when he first of all, I wouldn't even say it's slime bullshit, but Holland was clearly going in with his hand up for a touch. Which is his mistake. Yeah, they already touched gloves before the fight was started. True. You know when they're doing the little face off. Um, but it's still, it's like I know it's like it's a his cheap mistake. Little move. Sure, that's not even my gripe. My gripe with this dude is that he's constantly talking like he's the fucking hardest core dude on the planet i will smash everyone i will rip everyone's heads off and then whenever he fights an elite striker he shoots a takedown in the first three seconds right he doesn't want to stand on the feet with exactly smashing which i understand it's like yeah that's strategic it's smart the guy is extremely talented um however i'm getting sick of this whole fucking i will smash the world Yet whenever he fights an elite striker, he immediately shoots for a takedown. The only people that he stands and bangs with are grapplers. And Gilbert Burns, who's a fucking mostly a grappler, but he's a great striker, almost knocked the motherfucker down or or out. So I don't know. I think that's why I say with his next fight, because he missed weight as a main event at 170, his punishment should be he has to fight at 185 next. And since him and Paulo Costa are beefing, that's the fight I want to see. Shot, but to be fair, I mean, you touch gloves in the beginning, and they say protect yourself at all times. But right. you know, as a gentleman's move, they usually touch gloves at the beginning of the fight. But it was probably going to happen anyway. And then the main event. I mean, I honestly thought that Nate was like quitting at one point due to the it leg kick because like you know he had a fucking tennis ball on his shin. Uh, but maybe he was just trying to give himself a second to get his composure, or maybe he was just fucking with Tony's head. Either way, I mean, fucking salute to a legend, man. It was it was a all around fucking dope night of fights. My girl's Brazilian, as you guys know, so she was watching them with me and fucking. I had an inkling, so I'm good. I think every Brazilian on the card won. 
so she was pretty hyped about that, and she doesn't even watch MMA, even though she probably will now. But yeah, man, that's how you convert them? Crazy, crazy shit. Yeah, I was really happy to see Johnny Walker get the sub. My boy, UFC did him dirty and threw him out the arena right after the fight. Still had his gloves on. Didn't even get his shoes. Hmm. I'll give you shoes. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened there. It, it sounds like some really gay misunderstanding. All right. Well, let's get into some obits because we are meandering here at the top this week, you guys. Somebody died. Now we're pouring one up in their memory. It's like sometimes I just don't have a good read on my energy. It's like some like last week. I was like anxious. I was like, what are, what are we going to... I don't know how this... Not in the mood. I was kind of tired. And it was fun. This week, I feel great. And I'm just like, what are we... We're talking about your ass. I have nowhere to go. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's a little more natural sometimes. Yeah. Hey, here's what we did this week. I thought, this my, week. I thought my butt cyst was going to be better. No. Paul McCartney died. <laughs> Finally. That rat bastard. This week we said goodbye to Queen Elizabeth II. You know, a question I have that I didn't really, it hasn't dawned on me until this second. What was, what's the Queen's last name? Mm, the second? <laughs> I've never heard any of the royal family's last name. What are their last names? They don't, they're like fucking Sade, you know, or, or Bono. You don't need a last name. What's your fucking name? It just says Queen Elizabeth II. That's it. I'm telling you. She had a name before she was queen. Did she? Here we go. Elizabeth Alexandra Mary. Three first names. <laughs> Those are three first names. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, there are times where week to week I'll feel a little like... I don't know, insecure for lack of a better word, because we do these obits and we're always just like joking at the expense of a, of recent death. And then this week, I don't feel bad at all because I, it's like it was nothing but lampooning of the queen on like Twitter, right. which is uh, why I like, want like, to like celebratory. I'm not, yes. I'm never celebrating Luke Bell blowing his country singing brains out last week. Nope. So I feel bad when I make a joke of like, God, it really does suck and it's fucked up. So why am I worried about it? Like the people are like really happy sometimes some people die and even when we're doing like the al-qaeda leader guy it's like i'm not celebrating but i'm a little like gladder than when just some some actor dies or something but still it was like everybody just did not hesitate to be like good you fucking colonial old bitch right it seems a little conformist (laughs) to me you don't have to love her right i I don't know you also don't have to make her death about you right like it's like it being some big win for freedom like Maybe it is somewhere, but no, I just saw a lot of like what I would consider me, what I would consider rude, <laughs> like <laughs> like mean things being said. Right. But it's like, whatever. I don't, I don't know this fucking bitch. I guess that's Yeah, no, we were discussing uh, with your girlfriend, the, uh, some professor at Carnegie Mellon who was like, I hope. Not, no, I'm not even talking about that. Her death was extremely painful or something sure I'm and not even people were criticizing that. that and it's like well yes yeah, as, as a representative of an institution like carnegie mellon that's a, risky it's a, it's a little goofy of i was just talking about like the 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 commoner on twitter 
And like, like I don't ever tweet about these deaths. We we save it. And we talk about shit on the show. I was just in general, like I just noticed, like, oh, maybe I don't need to trip about like oh, you were. You, you always walk that line, and you always say something that's maybe a little too far. Apparently, I don't. Right. Apparently, when certain people die, it's just like pop the fucking confetti. Uh, Again, though, it seems a little. I just don't relate to the like most people celebrating don't. death. I can I can laugh about it. I try to. I want to make fun of it i want to make it uh right. keep it light find the joke but when you're just like genuinely like, yeah good fucking bitch <laughs> good yes. send me a Put good a song meme. and start dancing about it and skylar like, sent me a good uh the queen uh as susan in seinfeld licking envelopes meme <laughs> that's all great i love oh, memes t- that is g-rated <laughs> compared to some of the stuff um but, but yeah, yeah the it's queen just died. the the like the vitriolic statements i i have to assume that a lot of the people making them it's like you don't even really have a solid argument for your stance. You just feel comfortable because yeah. everybody else is taking this stance. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I just the, the celebratory nature of the queen dying is right. unlike we do deaths every week on this show. So it's been a long time since I've seen people lady. singing and dancing about it. I wouldn't say she's sweet or even deserves at 96. I think, you know, all think all old ladies are forget. sweet <laughs> at 96. Um, but yeah, either way, the queen died. I didn't even pull up an article because I, whatever, you know. She's the queen. Yeah, what is an article going to do? Right, like normally I'll read about it. Look, it's the fucking Queen Elizabeth. You've heard about her your whole life. No one's ever known her last name was Mary. She doesn't have a last name. It's not her <laughs> last name. Her dad's name was Albert Frederick Arthur George. So I guess that's just a thing with, uh, with like monarchs. First last names. Is you just get a bunch of first names. They don't, they don't have a last name. Holy shit. His dad... Edward, Albert, Christian, George, Andrew, Patrick, David. No way. <laughs> this goofy-ass country. I'm glad we broke away from these fucking weirdos. Um, well, she's dead. All right. Moving on to the next obit. Brian the dog. <laughs> Bernard Shaw. We had to put him down. Passed away this week. Wow. After devoting decades of his life to journalism. Right? And being referenced on right? an episode. Of <laughs> I was going to say, yes, he was. I was like, who could you possibly be going for here? <laughs> you don't remember that one? I do, now that you played that, yeah. Do you remember? Have I you, actually, uh, I met Bernard Shaw. What? Yeah. It's the homie. Come on, Meg. Try to have fun. I promise after a few days here, you won't even remember the word spring break. Mm. Hey, how about some TV? This is MTV and we're rocking at spring break. Hey, this is VH1 and we're rocking at spring break. Leaving thousands injured. For CNN, I'm Bernard Shaw. Keeping it real and kicking ass at spring break! That's very good to watch that. We hardly knew ye. When I worked at UIC, uh... Seriously, that's video all I work. know about Bernard Shaw. He did uh, like a, a lecture for one of the programs there, and he was like a special uh, speaker, and it was my job to be there and I think live stream it slash film it. But uh, right. yeah, I was like, and I didn't know his name very well before that because, you know, dumb, idiot, jerk Stupid, off. loser. Uh, you forgot ugly, lazy, <laughs> and disrespectful. Else, Shut up, bitch. What else did Diaz say at that press conference? <laughs> that clip you shared really made me laugh. Oh, Dick said, yeah, right <laughs> as long as they're playing shit off Term's phone. Can I get that real quick? Please. That's great. His performance. Lame, scared, boring, rookie, whack, pussy, lame. 
Dick sucker. <laughs> Dick sucker. <laughs> Whack. Pussy lame. So they were just asking him what he thought of Tony Ferguson's fighting? No, it was Kamzat's performance. Oh, Kamzat's performance. Got it. Which, you know, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> like, no matter who he's talking about. Lame, Hilarious. scared, boring rookie. It's like, yeah, you're scared to strike with an elite Dude. striker, so you shoot for a takedown, and it's boring. We might need to sample that for the soundboard updates. No, that was actually the fall. absolutely. <laughs> That's too good. No, no, no. As as one sided of a fight, it was. It was an entertaining two minutes. Kevin Holland scrambled like a motherfucker. Yeah, he almost he got tried. out. He almost got out, but he didn't. Anyway, back to this dead guy, Bernard Shaw, who's yep. died. CNN's beloved anchor and colleague Bernard Shaw passed away yesterday at the age of 82. Bern uh, Bernie was a CNN original and was our Washington anchor when we launched on June 1st, 1980. Um, and he was our lead anchor for the next 20 years from anchoring coverage of presidential elections to his iconic coverage of the first Gulf War live from Baghdad in 1991. Even after he left CNN, Bernie remained a close member of our CNN family, providing our viewers with context about uh, historic events as recently as last year. The condolences of all of us at CNN go out to his wife, Linda, and his children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, maybe I, I kind of, oh, here we go. Uh, Shaw was born May 22, 1940, in Chicago. Um, that's what I was going to say. Like, I thought he was a Chicago anchor. Right. But I think he just, you know, went on to do bigger worldwide things being from Chicago. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, keeping it real and kicking ass at spring break, <laughs> Bernard Shaw. Uh, we're running low on whiskey, too, so maybe we'll squeeze one more in before we probably get two shots worth out of this bottle. Right, you want to pow up to uh, Bernie over here? Let's I'm already poed, dude. I'm just saying, like, I got more. Maybe we should squeeze one more in. Or fine, drink now. I only have one more. Alcoholic. <laughs> I've got uh, a few. Who you got? Um, Elias Theodoro, winner of The Ultimate Fighter. This song sucks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Winner of the Ultimate Fighter Nations, Canada versus Australia. He's know, got just, bars, though. This is not his song. I know. <laughs> so who's this dude? I don't know. He fought in the UFC. We were just talking UFC. Oh. I thought you would have known much more about this gentleman. I know nothing. Alrighty. Uh... I was like, let's squeeze one more in. And you're like, there, there's one. <laughs> um, I got one here. I mean, I can go back. I can give that guy a better do. No, we're good. Shit. Uh, Los Enanitos Verdes frontman Marciano Cantero dead at 62. Just last month, the Argentine artist was touring with Los Enanitos Verdes. Uh, lead vocalist and bass player of a prolific Argentine rock band passed away on Thursday. Wait, what's their name? Uh, Marciano Cantero. Was that the guy or the band? That's the guy. What's the band? Los N E N A N I T O S. Enanitos Verdes. Verdes. Lamento Boliviano. Whoa! Cantero was in intensive care after undergoing surgery due to a kidney infection on September 5th. Uh, 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 which also revealed that the singer had one of his kidneys and part of his spleen removed at the Cuyu Clinic in his hometown, Mendoza, Argentina. Uh, 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 um. 
Cantero alongside Felipe Staiti, guitar, and Daniel Piccolo, drums, uh, formed Los Enanitos Verdes in 1979 and became one of the biggest Latin rock bands of the 80s and 90s thanks to timeless hits such as Lamento Boliviano, uh, Luz de Dia, and La Murala Verde. This sounds like a term highly album recommend. It could track be. List. Kill Two Birds This Week. Uh, the trio obtained Best Latin Rock and Alternative Performance Grammy nominations for Nectar and Traction Acustica. In 2019, reggaeton artists J Balvin and Bad Bunny reeled in Cantero for their urban alternative track Un Peso, part of their collaborative album Oasis. Damn. Hardly knew ye too, sir. How did he die? Oh, complications after surgery. Is that what's going on? These articles are short. Come on. All right. I got one more here. One more death I saw this week. A gentleman by the name of David A. Arnold, stand-up comedian and showrunner, dies at 54. It's the Nickelodeon guy? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure the show he ran was on Nickelodeon. Um, Fuller House was on Nickelodeon? It was Fuller House? He produced that. Uh, David Arnold, a comedian and showrunner known for his stand-up work and creator and showrunner. There you go. Nickelodeon's That Girl Lay Lay, whatever that is, died unexpectedly on Wednesday. He was 54. It's with great sadness that we confirm the untimely passing of our husband, father, brother, and friend, David A. Arnold. Arnold's family said in a statement, David passed away peacefully today in his home, and doctors have ruled the cause of death due to natural causes. Please keep our family prayer, blah, 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 blah. Um, he was affiliated with Kevin Hart, who produced Arnold's second Netflix special, It Ain't for the Week, which debuted in July. The special revolves around routines focusing on Arnold's family life, as well as marital spats and entitled kids. Uh, it followed his Netflix stand-up debut in 2019 with Fat Ballerina. Arnold was featured as part of the Netflix as a Joke Comedy Fest in April and early May. What else? Oh, dude, he played the parking enforcement officer on Entourage 2006. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, he produced Fuller House and uh, on, a handful of other shows. The fuck? And a, and a few very small acting roles, but it seemed like he's mostly a comedian. He probably like warmed up shows. You know how they got like the, the fluffer, you know? He seems like, you know, you, you produce a show, you go out there, you do five, ten minutes, keep the people, the audience lively. Maybe he warmed them up like that while he's producing on the back end. Anyways. <laughs> isn't, yeah. I'm trying to find the Entourage song. Isn't that Jane's Addiction? Oh, I don't know. Just search Entourage theme, I would think. Right? <laughs> if I were you, I would entourage. go ahead. All right, well, those are all the deaths we had, so we'll just do this uh, this Uh, shot for everybody. We all knew that the song was called, I Want to Be Your Superhero. Nice. All right, so this guy was on Entourage. Yeah. Finally found a reason to do a shot. Entourage. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Dude, I had the first four seasons of this show on DVD. (laughs) <laughs> we hardly knew ye <laughs> I didn't need to admit that You know what I didn't hardly know? This show, watched it every Sunday We used to watch this every Sunday when we lived together I remember thoroughly enjoying it for a few seasons Maybe it wasn't when we Much lived together Much like my humps, it was big for a while it Might have been when you were still I was living with my mom Yeah, in the basement yeah. The old basement Entourage was a basement play, for sure yep. 
at Mom's crib. Fucking roll a extendo blunt. Watch Vinny get into some shit. Yeah, dude. Randy comes over with a 24-pack of Miller Lite. Yeah, dude. Fucking, we order a Nino's pizza. God, good times. Uh, we hardly knew all of you. Delicious. All right, shut up. I want to be your superhero. Dave Navarro playing guitar right there. Ink Master's own. Really? Dave Navarro. That was his era? For Jane's Addiction. That's what he's from. I always knew that. That's why he hosts that show. I remember looking it up last year. I was like, what is Dave Navarro from? My head, I went to a. Ah, I I thought. And this is because. Insist on my ass every time I fucking move. You want to lay on your belly for the rest of this? I would. (laughs) Um. What are we talking about? Dave Navarro being in Jane's Addiction. Right. I never knew that uh, he was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers until I looked I never that knew up. that either. I was, that, that's his two big things. And I don't know why I made this up. I was like, oh, you know what? I think he was in um, Audio Slave. I just no, like made that up last year when I looked lying. it up. That's why it blew my mind to see it was Red Hot Chili Peppers was the other band. But like, that no, had to be wasn't. for like, he was never, he had. Exactly. For what album? He was never on an album, was he? I don't know. I think he just replaced John Frusciante in one of his weird fucking I'm busy doing heroin eras. Oh, I was going to say, because Frusciante stayed with them. Like, I saw the Chili Peppers live 15 years ago when Frusciante was there. He left. He left for a while. And then he came back. And then he came back. Dave Navarro. We need to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, either way. so stupid looking. It's crazy. (laughs) Fucking A. Yeah, you showed me the picture of like the new, the new host lineup for Ink Master. And you're like, look how dumb Dave Navarro looks. I was it's, like, he looks exactly like he has for 13 seasons. It's really dumb, crazy, nonetheless. Guys, ridiculous career, looking. Yada yada yada. I mean, he does live moss. Navarro joined the Red Hot Chili Peppers in September 1993. That seems like their fucking their heyday. No way. Was he on Give It Away Now or not? You know what he was on. Their cover of Love Roller Coaster that was in Beavis and Butthead Do America. So he played guitar in Love Roller Coaster? That's Dave Navarro. No shit. New levels of respect. That's him. What else? No, I want to know other Chili Pepper songs that Navarro was in the band for. That's a big one. The band also contributed the John Lennon song, I Found Out, to the Working Class Hero, a tribute to John Lennon album, as well as the one-hot-minute outtake Melancholy Mechanics to the Twister soundtrack. No, this is bullshit. Twister soundtrack. Great movie. Don't care about that song. <laughs> in 1995, Navarro played guitar for Alanis Morissette on You Oughta Know. No way. I ought to know. I do know now. I didn't know. <laughs> I ought to have known, but you, I didn't know. You, 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 you ought to know. Isn't that another Office reference? Doesn't Michael Scott hold the U for like 12 times? Maybe. Might not have been Michael. God damn it! I it might be in a later again. season. I usually stop it around. No, nope, I think they go to a six. bar. It could somebody call in and correct me. I think it's for what do they call it? The uh, the Dundee Awards. Yes. Maybe it's not that. They're at a karaoke bar, and Kevin is right. doing you. I don't know, and he just goes you, 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 you. Can we find that? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> I'm not letting it go. Who is it? Is it? Uh, it's Kevin Malone. It's not fair to deny me of the cross I bear that you give to me. You, 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 you ought to know. 
<laughs> Maybe I oversold it. Uh, um. Anyway, uh, despite mixed reviews, one hot minute sold over eight million copies worldwide and produced three hit singles. So is that a Red Hot Chili Peppers album? One hot minute. I don't know. Not to my Red mind. Hot Chili Peppers it makes sense. Right. I don't recall that album. Uh, Navarro also remixed Janet Jackson's "What'll I Do" for her Janet remixed album. He wow. just seems like a you know like a bench player. It's like six man. You know, hey, get in here for Shante's on heroin. Seriously, hey, we need a remix for Janet. Get in here. Okay, so what? Navarro, you're in. I would not have guessed this. The Red Hot Chili Peppers released "Blood, Sugar, Sex, Magic" in 1991. Yeah. He was on the album One Hot Minute in 95, and between 91 and 99, that's the only album they put out, which is the only one with Dave Navarro on it. So he wasn't a member of the band for eight years, but he was on he, the, the... He was. They just put out one album in that whole time. So he toured with them for I until think so. 99? And then in 99, they put out Californication, which mm-hmm. did not have him. Well, I'll be... Goddamn. Interesting. All right, enough of this nonsense. Californication was the return of John Frusciante. So are we recommending Californication or Los Enanitos Verdes? Um, play the thing and I'll, I'll make a pick. Do it. Highly recommended. This week's damn hold on hold on dude this is sampled highly recommended oh album. this sounds so familiar i think this is in like a, a hip-hop beat comes from dun, the dun, one dun, and dun, only dun. molly lewis yeah dude this oh what is this what is it i know this from something that isn't this song think hard can we look that up don't you have the what's the website oh, where it's course. like who sampled.com yeah molly dun, lewis dun, dun. Uh, yeah i feel like oh, this is with her debut ep the forgotten edge probably the, the shortest project i've ever recommended What does Molly do? She is Whistler Extraordinaire. All right, whistle, bitch. The song's called Satin Curtains, if that's what you're looking. The Forgotten Edge. Uh, it's not on this website. Made with the help of producer Thomas Brennick. Best known for his work with Sharon Jones and Charles Bradley. The set is part Tiki Bar, Exotica, and part Spaghetti Western Dreamscape. Each track anchored by Lewis's theremin-like whistle. Quote. It couldn't have been that. I always felt like we were making soundtracks for lost films. I was just listening to a lot of Charles Bradley. Like, I listened to a whole album on the drive to your house for the fights. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, is that where I heard it? Because it wasn't this. Dude, it sounds so familiar, and it's not on who sampled. Just try Satin Curtains. I did. Nothing came up. And I'm not convinced that the website knows better than me. Shit. 
There's a, a great drum breakdown in this song. No, it's like the whole beginning. I may the have little fluteness, but the the boom boom. I don't know. Let's listen to the title track off the album "The Forgotten Edge" by Molly Lewis. I didn't feel like I heard any whistling in that last one. There it is. Molly is a professional whistler and does not utter a peep on this album. The EP was named after the colloquial term for Lewis's micro neighborhood at the top of the peafowl ridden hill by Dodger Stadium. So she only whistles and does not vocalize she is anything? A whistler. That's her. Has she ever sung? Or is she, only, she only whistles? It's officially called Victor Heights. For a time, she explained while gasping for air, these few blocks weren't clearly assigned to any police precinct, leaving it to have a lawless reputation. That's why it became known as the Forgotten Edge. There's not enough professional whistlers anymore. There really isn't. Or any. Um, it's like an outdated... Like, uh, much like, let's say, a... Uh, like a tap dancer. Right. Like uh, there was this band, Sidewalk Chalk, from Chicago. That's so right. So awesome. And Used they had, to do a soft shoe. They had a tap dancer in the band who would come out for certain songs with a board and like do a solo. It was so cool. You never see, I've never seen it anywhere except when they did it. Right. And then you realize then, this was like, we did shows with them 10 years ago. And we would be like, that's so fucking sick. And they're like, to me, single-handedly keeping like the fucking live tap dance solo musicianship the the, the 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 title you know tap dancer alive I've right. never seen a tap dancer except that and I don't know if I've ever seen a modern day whistler like someone who just went up and whistled well on a song it's crazy she has a uh, like videos I was watching on her website um, it's nuts they do these like lounge shows she has this lounge show in in Los Angeles called cafe Molly great band too really tight awesome band. And yeah, she just goes up there and does this. And it sounds this good. I feel like that's something that is ripe for a comeback, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, can I you, can do can't it. Can't you just I'm imagine? A good I'm not saying you're not, but you're also a rapper and singer. Like, you'd have to do an, you'd have to leave all that behind and right. just be pro whistle. Right. But couldn't you picture like a bunch of like entitled white people like overpaying to watch like a whistler at some like LA club. Picture it. You could find it on YouTube right now. No, but like from this year, like somebody selling yeah. out shows. Her shit. <laughs> Look it up. How old is she? I don't know. Probably our age. 30s. Really? Lewis was born in Sydney, but raised in Los Angeles, eventually returning to Australia for high school and college. High school? I just assumed this was an old lady. No. Nah. Like, like these were songs from the 80s. Google Molly Lewis, The Forgotten Edge. Not only is the cover art for this album just magnificent, but she's a cutie patootie. Okay, okay. Oh, I see you, Molly. Look at her, man. Mm, she is cute. Well, then I guess I take it back, because I was assuming this was dated music, but this is somebody today no. being a whistler. All this right, well, album... I swallow my words. Came out in 2021. Yeah, 
She's cute. I'd let her whistle on a Palmer Squares song for sure. Mm-hmm. Not because she's good at it, just because she's cute. Let her whistle into my pee hole. <laughs> my pee hole whistles back. <laughs> um, her mother, Rail, Real. What? R H Y L. Rail? Real? Rail? Real? You know, riled up here looking at these pictures of Molly Lewis. For real. <laughs> is a music supervisor and her father, Mark, is a documentary filmmaker specializing in animals and subcultures. His influential 1988 film, Cane Toads, An Unnatural History, is viewed in schools around the world. Okay, thank you, New York Times. Didn't need to know that. Yep. That's not as fun as a fact as My Humps being based on Dvorak's New World Symphony, okay? We didn't even tie in My Humps to your ass pimple. Like, it's your hump. Right. Damn it. I have an extra hump on my hump. Fucking It's the theme of this week. Everything's going to be an hour late. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I got a line for that. <laughs> um, when Lewis took an interest in whistling as a teenager, her parents showed her a 2005 documentary called Pucker Up, which goes behind the scenes at the now defunct International Whistlers Convention in North Carolina. Not long after, she was competing in Lewisburg herself, yada, yada, yada. She won an award in 2012, moved to L.A., and uh, she was recently in the studio to play a whistle part for Dr. Dre. Look at that. Thuggin'. The city, quote, just kind of had a spell on me, but I also think L.A. is the only place in the world where I can do what I'm doing. I really don't think this would ever happen anywhere else. Hell yeah, dude. Molly. Well, then now I feel like an idiot because I assumed it was an old song being sampled. And people sample modern music too. However, I, I think it might have just been like a song I heard recently with that bass line. Right. It's very like crong-bingy type of music. Yes, yes. And I just listened to Charles Bradley. And it's like, it sounds like, you know, that Manahan street band. I don't know. Yeah, they could Funk. be sim- uh, similar, if not even like the same uh, yes. personnel. Right, they might work with the same band. Um, God damn it, Charles Bradley's so good. Did you ever recommend No Time for Dreaming? I don't think so. Mm, back pocket that for a future week. <laughs> it's in the pocket. Such a good album. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if these are all original songs also, so Satin Curtains could be a song that someone else has done that you've heard. Right. It's like my hump's taking that symphony. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> oh. All right. I mean, how much are we going to really listen to, though? We can listen to the whole thing. It's only 17 <laughs> minutes long. I'd, l- I'd rather not. It's a short EP. Why don't we get out of here really 17 great. minutes early for once? It's really great. Uh, my favorite tracks are Oceanic Feeling, Balcony for Two, and Satin Curtains. Let's hear Satin Curtains one last time. It's what we opened with. It's got a really funky Come on. One more time. Let me put my, my finger on this here. Just killer drums. It's really chill, L. Michaels affair type drum yeah. shit going on here. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's good. It makes me feel like I've heard it before, whether I have or not. I could have swore this track had whistling on it. I mean, they should all have whistling on it. Um. And you know, it's irritating. She doesn't have a wiki or anything. I can't really find much info on this album. Have you tried Whistlepedia? (laughs) I can't find, like, who the band is. Uh, But yes. 
dude, I, I, if I had to, you can't find that. You can't go on like a, I'm even on Spotify. Don't they have like the liner notes or something? Cause dude, this is the band that Je- the backs Charles Bradley. It's very. It's, it's either Manahan Street Band or uh, the same guy. What's that other band? Budos Band. The Budos he's, Band. He's the drum break. Yeah. Oh. I mean, if it hasn't been made into a beat. Woo! Jarv, <laughs> somebody help. Molly Lewis. Drew. With her 2021 EP, The Forgotten Edge. How'd you find out about Molly Lewis? Check it out. I feel like Spotify has thrown this in the mix to me before. I've heard this album before, but my girlfriend I'm yesterday oh. just texted me a song from it. Said she was listening to this album and to check it out. And the second I saw the album art, I was like, oh shit, isn't this the Whistler lady? And my girl didn't even realize that, like, that's what the chick on the cover is. She's the one whistling. Half the songs, it sounds like a fucking instrument. It sounds like a flute or so a theremin. She's she telling me she, she doesn't play bass or nothing else. She's just whistling. Does she compose anything? I don't know. There was no whistles on that track, so maybe she right. also does the. Again, though, I can't find. I'd be, I'd be hard pressed to believe that she only whistles producing full albums for herself. All right, sure, wait. You can work with musicians. Here we but go. You got to vocalize something else or play the bass line or the keyboard. Discogs has the person. Trusty Dusty Discogs. Thank you. Has the personnel. So on drums, you have Gabriel Rowland. Mm-hmm. Let's see what the fuck else this guy's done. Yeah, I was looking that up. Gabriel Rowland. Not as much as I would like to see. Mm, it doesn't help that Roland is also the name of a huge line of music equipment. So it's a bunch of Gabriels in their Roland equipment. What? <laughs> are they drums too? Yeah. Bullshit. It, our, our, this is a Roland. Or the software for our 404. Yeah. Right. Hello, exactly. Yeah. All right, well. Look, I'm convinced. It's I've him. already made peace in my head with what the truth is, right. regardless of whether or not. That's, that's, that's the Budos band. <laughs> and a Whistler lady. Molly Lewis, The Forgotten Edge. Check it out. We also, we got a, we got a package in the mail. Yeah, before we forget. And uh, we did put the Vaughn signal into the sky a few the weeks Vaughn ago. The Vaughn signal has been responded was to. Was received by Vaughn herself, so, the homie. I do love this. I just spoke about it last week with how great uh, you know it was to see Travis and Brett and our whole little Brett Palmer Squares network wherever we go. We got people that are just really cool. And yeah, help take care of us, help us you know feel comfortable and stuff. We also have like those folks on the podcast, and Vaughn is like we don't have to open this package. We know it's a fat stack of whoopee cushions. Fat stack. Too. We know it's a fat stack. This is a heavy Manila heavy flow envelope. Um. So thanks in advance for. What we do need more. How many whoopee cushions do you think I'm about to pull? I was about to say, how many do you think we've gone through from what you already sent? Because we have two left that still work, and we've had at least 12. And let's not forget, I stopped at Party City, your old alma mater, months ago, (laughs) and whoopee cushions were six bucks a piece. Inflation is out of control. Shrinkflation is. I told you I paid $15 for a bag of cheese a week or two ago. You should have stole that shit. It's crazy. I should have. It's it's like a bit. That's the thing. They don't sell bags of cheese at the store that are smaller than a pillow anymore. It's like, I just want the little one. (laughs) Vaughn keeps getting these. You're going to get a five pound bag. These poo emoji whoopee cushions too. Yep. 
Hell yeah, dude. All right. One, two, three, four. We are about to get into fan questions. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Whoopies. So we might want to blow a few up for the fan questions, which, you know. How dare you be so flippant, man? No offense to the fans, but. Matt and Seth. That's us. Enjoy. Smiley face. Hell yeah! Love you, fuckers. Took it, took it. Smooches. Yeah! Vaughn. Still got it! Yes! Woo! Yes! Beautiful. In your face! Uh, thank you, Vaughn. Love the letter. Short and sweet. Right to the point. Yep. And I love the contents of the package even more. All right, let's see how many term can open and blow up while S. Reedy blesses us with the song. It's time for Fan Questions! It's time for Fan Questions! DPS Report! Turns out zero. Oh, he got one! Oh my god! <laughs> he did it so fast, I didn't even see him blow one up. I'm like the wind. <laughs> I'm breaking. breaking wind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do we got here? Here's something from Zach. You know what? Uh, like, it's totally off topic, but I just wanted to bring it up before I forget. Somebody. <laughs> oh, and there's fresh dust. Did you see how much dust I blew forgot out of that about thing? the dust. Vaughn, you are an angel. Nothing better than the fart noise is the fresh dust. I don't know if anybody's going to call in about MGK, but somebody hit me up with Spoiler a great. Spoiler alert? Um, yes. <laughs> somebody hit me up with a great comparison. With a, and they even gave a side-by-side imagery. They sent that to me, too. Of MGK on stage and what he looks like. Yep. Spot on. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. Because it was just sent to me, too. I don't know. It's an auditory medium. It, it's it's the older brother from Little Nicky with the big fur coat. Yeah. It, 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 drinking it, the peach schnapps. Like, right off the bat. He's, he's jacking Little Nicky older brother style. I, I still think it's a great comparison, for sure. Uh, but also, it's almost like, don't insult Lil Nicky guy. Because, like, isn't he, like, the brother of the devil or something? Yeah, that guy's cool. Like, that guy's actually punk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's that drinking schnapps, dude, not wine. His dad is Harvey Keitel. Granted, it's peach schnapps, but... Uh, His brother is Debo. Liqueur, nonetheless. <laughs> uh, yeah, he looks just like that guy. Less cool, though. Also, somebody sent me that uh, he sounds like the goth kids from South Park. Right. It was pretty Speaking of Harvey Keitel, told you I just watched uh, Thelma and Louise for the first time. Like, I didn't know he was in that. I didn't know Brad Pitt was in that. Yeah, I didn't know Michael Madsen was in that. You didn't know Brad Pitt was in Thelma and Louise? No, I didn't really know much about the movie except like the two chicks drive off the cliff. The most known or popular part of well, that you movie felt wrong, dude. Is that I knew it was Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon. It was like Brad Pitt's like debut as like a heartthrob. Yeah, uh, I loved this movie, and I've been watching some like older movies that are just things that are classic that uh you know feels like i i should have seen by now like bonnie and clyde i watched right i told you i just watched uh, american gigolo right last night uh what was the other one which isn't as class but a uh, monster american with gigolo is cool at least there you know what else that's only from like 20 years ago but still i never saw it and i've, I've been watching these like acclaimed you know what? female lead type of movies i never saw well god damn american gigolo, that's fucking Richard not Gere, that baby. yeah yeah that was Another '80s Richard Gere movie that most people think is like gay and for chicks, but is really great. An Officer and a Gentleman. Check it out. Never seen it. Good fucking movie. Um, Debbie Winger. 
So I'm not like breaking any new ground saying like, oh, Thelma and Louise is a classic. Like, duh. That's why I knew I should have seen it by now. Right. But good at, like, I really enjoyed this fucking movie. It had way more uh, humorous undertones than I thought that were great. Some of the cin- cinematography is terrific of like the aerial shots <laughs> of them driving in the convertible. Yeah. And uh, they have this like out of the helicopter shot that's so cool. And it's like, you can see the bottom of the helicopter in it. And it, it's, but it's, it's, I'm like, they could have cropped that out. But either way, it was just this great shot of just like swooping over pre-drone uh, GoPro days. Cinematography um, by Adrian Biddle. Never knew. Here's another thing. You thought I should have known Brad Pitt was a big character in it. I didn't. I didn't know it was directed by Ridley Scott. You're right. If I if somebody would have said to me 10 years ago, you know Thelma and Louise is a Ridley Scott movie. You know, the guy who did Alien and Gladiator and like, I'd be like, oh shit, like yeah, that, I got to see that guy's thing. You know, he just get it. Like, I'm doing it with John Carpenter right now. Right. Oh, I'm trying to watch all of his shit. I never knew he did that movie, and I'm, like, kind of surprised. I never thought he would have been the guy. And his brother did a movie a, a year later that I love, my favorite movie, True Romance. Was it later or earlier? Uh, it was later? I, I, I think Thelma and Louise is 91, and True Romance is 93. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm flip-flopping them, but they're, like, they were basically Thelma shooting Louise, at the same 91. time. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing though is like brothers directing and I told you I felt like this I got this Tarantino vibe because maybe I was just seeing the cast of Keitel, Madsen right. Pitt it was like this is fucking true romance right? or like, you know like a, a early 90s Tarantino feel to it or maybe that was the feel of just good thrillers in the early 90s or but maybe true romance I'm a fan had a very Thelma and Louise vibe yeah possibly or maybe the Scott brothers were in cahoots the whole time. Can't bring up this film. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm blown away by uh, how much it's very rare for me to to like enjoy something like damn that was good that was good and they don't make them like they used to. That's how I felt watching that movie. Can't bring up this film. Highly recommended. <laughs> without bringing up <laughs> thirty years old. The fact that our friend Dylan and I years ago around this movie is what sparked it. Yeah. Had a debate about who's hotter. It is not a debate. Gina Davis, this Susan Sarandon. And you know I took Gina Davis, baby. Yeah, I'm right there with you, dog. <laughs> there is no contest here. <coughs> it's like part of the like the plot line of the film that she is younger and prettier. And yeah, ditzier. And she kind of leads them. It's like, her, yeah. Her ditziness sort of sparks them into like, a path could have avoided. If your argument is that fucking my dick gets hard for older, less pretty ladies, then sure, yeah, go Dylan, ahead. Dylan, you win. You get Susan Sarandon. <laughs> fine. I get Gina Davis. Win-win. The booger queen? It's all yours. <laughs> you can Gina never. Davis, I told you I just watched The Fly. I just watched A League of Their Own. Gina Davis also puts on what I thought was like a terrific performance. Yeah, she's great. She killed it in that movie. Gina Davis... Was really crushing it for a few years. Good. She good. She deserves everything she has. You know a movie we used to watch a lot when I was a kid, and we had it on tape. It was a movie called Hero, with Gina Davis and Dustin Hoffman and Andy Garcia. His you brother, know, the guy who sold Kenny the pouch <laughs> with yeah. Jerry Garcia's ashes. <laughs> um, uh, but it was like Dustin Hoffman like saves. Gina Davis's life or something in a plane crash, but then he doesn't take credit, and Andy Garcia does take credit or something, and that's like all I remember from the movie. Point and ca- point being, point in case you almost said it again. Case in point, it's <laughs> <laughs> almost the title last week. Point in case being that Gina Davis is a fucking cutie patootie. Yeah, baddie for sure, mm-hmm. and a good actress. I'm with that. God. <laughs> good movie, dude. <laughs> I had, you know, she was cute. The biggest takeaway for me was like, this is a Ridley Scott movie. I always thought this was like not a chick flick, but like, can you Google you know, 
Google something for me here. The Gladiator guy fucking did Lelman Louise. The like, fucking he's gonna uh, kick ass. Android movie. What's that Harrison Ford movie? What? Come on, the Android movie. The Android Blade Runner. Right. Alien. So Google Gina Davis. You got it. Earth Girls are easy. Remember that movie? Jim Carrey. I do. Jeffy it's Blooms. Been, I probably haven't seen it in 15 years. Earth Girls are easy. Maybe I'll give that a watch while I'm on my Gina Davis tip this week. Dude, the whole movie, all I can remember is like the whole movie is Gina Davis in a bathing suit. Oh, And yeah. it's like oh, prime dude. 1987 Gina Davis. Seeing these photos actually kind of brought oh. me right back to this movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, used to play I remember this, on this TV more than I thought. The one I did. where she's sunbathing right there. Yeah. Her ass. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, Gina. You do something to me, girl. Hell yeah. God. Yeah, anyway. Case in point. Talk about they don't make them like they used to. Oh. Oh. You guys. Yeah, she's smoochable. This is what falling in love sounds like. Oh. Look at that tush. Mm. <laughs> point in case. I'm not even going to say like. Dylan is out of his chick. mind. Beautiful woman. Yeah, she's pretty. Just a beautiful woman. <laughs> Anyways, uh, did we play the thing? Even if not, it's time for bad questions. Hey, he blew them all up. Wow, these are fresh and toit, Vaughn. Term was just like controlling it. Oh, yeah. It's tight like a bongo head. Farting on beat, baby. <laughs> These are great. All right, let's do um, a, qu- a question <laughs> for real this time. This is from Zach. Uh, it says, hey, guys, it's Zach again. My fiance and I were at your show in Des Moines last Friday and got the honor of meeting you two. We were the last two at the merch You're table welcome. afterwards. And uh, I was starstruck. I was the starstruck jackass that could barely say anything. That's not good enough. I was going to say. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I would like to be joking. But that's not good enough. Yeah. That's too vague. We are the Palmer Squares, so it's kind of everyone's reaction. Uh, it says, you guys were so humble and kind. Uh, I can't thank you enough. I remember Ack said he thought you guys might have done worse if the venue was packed. And being a flustered idiot, I didn't know what to say. But I think you guys killed the show regardless of size. Um, and I was just saying how there wasn't a bunch of people at the Des Moines show. Uh, it's Des Moines. Right, and it was like, uh, but it, we—I thought we did. I had fun. It was the early show. We got bombed afterwards, mm-hmm. but I also just thought we were like, uh, I don't know, in the pocket. We had a, we did a good performance of the songs and the set list. Yeah, there's night. like a, a cozy. But sometimes that's how it is. Yeah, you have you feel like you have the room to, to breathe and no one. You're kind of just letting go, and then sometimes if there's like, oh my god, it's a full house tonight. Maybe my butthole's all tight for no reason now. No, right. we went out there loose blood hole. Maybe my ass cheek has a fucking cyst on it, and it really hurts. <laughs> did you have it two weeks ago, too? No. That, the thing? No. When did that show up? Like Thursday. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, you got two, two and a half weeks before we're getting in the van. Two and a half cheeks <laughs> at this point. <laughs> do you have, do you this put like, huge. A, do you put like CBD or, or some sort of ointment on it at all? No, I don't really it? have any. You might need to go to the the butt aisle of Walgreens or I was going to put just like witch hazel or uh, witch one? hazel like hydrochlorine <laughs> or something uh, what does he say here he goes on I really like how Ak did his two machetes verse on never had nothing what's, ah! the, what's the stuff that guy ah! died from you blew it I do my two machetes verse on broken wax yeah stupid <laughs> uh, it says it caught me completely off guard but went together seamlessly yeah that's how I like to perform that and honestly I would like to do that approach on more songs getting like a two in one right. beat switch halfway where there's some songs we look back and like 
you know, I feel like Terms Verse on Broken Wax holds up and goes in live, and mine not so much, and it's literally just the hook. I, I rhyme, whatever, smoke a bat, and oh, it's all the it's all the same thing as the hook. And like, so we liked we flipped that music, one halfway. Songs are often very redundant. It's you're listening to the same loop the whole time. So with some of them, it's and fun to just like we don't want to make someone listen to this loop for three minutes. Being two, you know, guys who write long uh, minute and a half verses, the loop. and we're both on each track. Yeah. Exactly. We don't. A lot of songs up. might be two and a half, three minutes if it wasn't a, uh, the both of us putting shit in. So that eats up a lot of set time if you want to play every song's five minutes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I like that we do that. We don't uh, we don't really do that on uh, any other songs right now. Anyway, I, got, I got some ideas. It says it caught me completely off guard and went together seamlessly. Terms dancing next level, though. Uh, also, you. when you guys talked about that kid needing a bluey on the last podcast, I was cracking up. Thanks again, you guys, for being such swear awesome people. Smooches. Sw- swear to God, that happened. <laughs> a bluey. A bluey. That um, kid is somewhere being a pussy right now. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't changed. Well, let's check in with our pal. Chicken. Gosh. Fucking intro. Timpani Coco guy. Brother, let's all start a collab. Let's me, you, um guy, we start our own fucking podcast with blackjacks and hookers. You know what? Screw the blackjacks, screw the hookers, screw the whole thing. But I just gotta say, you have no idea how relieved I am to hear somebody say that they actually like hearing me. On the podcast, because I call in and I'm like, I "Isn't it uh, as the guy doing it?" I feel validated when someone like Zach, who's just like, "Hey, you guys are awesome." Like, All right, I'll take it. That sounds pretty good to me. Uh, gosh, goes on. I'm gay. This is gay. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Is this the voice Maybe in my I head right go now? Go back to college. I should kill myself. Yep, that's my voice. <laughs> yep. I'd recognize that voice. Also, anywhere. I've changed my pronouns again. I didn't bother bringing that up, but I use he/him pronouns. It's a. It's been a weird year, but I didn't just come here to talk about myself. Let's let's have a question. Palmer Squares, if there was a movie that you could change the ending of, which one would it be and why? This is Gosh signing off. Matt, Thelma, and Louise, would they not drive off the cliff? Yeah, I mean it's kind of legendary at this point. It, you can't change legend history, or like I think it would be. Wrong to change that one. Because then you don't get Wayne's World. Because then you don't get, like... It's just, like... What, are they going to live happily ever after and get away scot-free? Get the fuck right. out of here. You got to do something. I mean, you get Wayne's World minus one joke. Yeah, but still, I'm just, like... It's it's pop culture, uh, like, a visual that's well Yeah, it's well iconic. Known. Yeah, it's iconic. It's the most iconic part of the whole movie is the last second. Um, second? Uh, a movie that I changed the ending to... Didn't Gosh say that uh, he he was had a boyfriend? I like mean, on a recent call. Yeah, I think so. You think Gosh call back in? What's going on here? <laughs> Do you think the boyfriend is also like a he Gosh. who like is only a he because of a recent change in one's pronouns? And to pr- sorry to pry here, but what exactly are the things that go on in a tumultuous year that make your make you? Um, realize your existing pronouns were outdated and that you should shift to the right. the other ones like it's is it is that something something happened or is you just kind of look back like oh oh wait a minute right my bad it's he him it's been sitting there the whole time and i just like 
right under my nose. Put that pesky S in front of him. This is <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah, I have no idea how that works. I'm lost. I'm not trying to be rude here. How does that work? Like, I, I feel like I don't even get the option to not be he, him as me. Right. Because, I mean, look at me. And, and because I am me. That's how I identify. So it's, it's fixed. It is cemented in, like, my identity. It's, it's not a thing that's, it's, uh, well, I guess that's why they call it gender fluidity or like, it's not fluid. I can't, right. I, I don't see it as an option in my personal life that like, uh, oh, one day I will, I, there's a chance I may use uh, she, her. Is there? Or they, them. I don't know. Maybe some people turn into weird, like Christian conservatives in their forties and fifties. So same thing. I could be like, I could really go off the deep end <laughs> the next thing. 10 years and be like, I need to be saved. I'm changing my pronouns. Right. Um, I just think it's interesting. If it's like a dude, like if her boyfriend is a guy. His boyfriend. If his boyfriend is a guy, and then to introduce her, him to people and yeah. be like, this is my... But you wouldn't he say He says girlfriend. boyfriend? Partner. 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 My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think we answered the question well. I'm just picturing it in my head. Okay, yes, the question. Um... A movie to change the ending. I feel like I just watched a movie recently. So it's got uh, like had a it's shit ending. clearly yes, it's movies that I did not like the way they ended. Um, and I know that it's like sometimes you not liking the way that movie ended is what makes that movie that movie. And who am I to change it? Yeah, I just I recently saw a list of like the worst. The worst uh, you know, one I didn't season, like? or I'm sorry, the worst show endings when like Dexter was on it, and number one was The Sopranos. Still, it worst. Get over it. Get over it. We all know what happened. Did you have to have it spoon fed right. to you? And if you could go back 20 years, would you change the ending so that Tony walked out holding his wife's hand and his kids were saying "rah rah, daddy"? I like, don't think that's even like people's I gripe. The, it's just that they didn't get to see him die. I didn't get to live the and experience go, of watching that huh? live and having your six year commitment like feel like a letdown I, I can understand yeah if you lived that and you watched it when it was live but like i don't know just looking at it from my vantage point as a show and having time to think about what the ending means and that it, the cut to black is like a, a cinematic shot. setup thing where it, it would assume you would assume as the viewer if you're reading it that way that he did not survive Right. You, you have to figure it out i've always liked that that's what i do like about david lynch and some movies where it's like okay it's a little bit of a puzzle here memento or something you're just like all right i have to think i have to like wrap my head around the way they're presenting this it's, it's not David just gonna Lynch. be spoon fed that's a good one uh eraser head i would change the ending <laughs> i would have never started and the it. beginning <laughs> and the middle <laughs> i would have burned the reel uh that movie three billboards i remember not liking the way it ended but it's i like, remember the last i, I didn't shot write the in fucking particular thing. yeah it bothered me or it was like the last scene that's a good example we talked about this when i watched it it was like I felt like they had an ending scene and then they went back into the car for more dialogue that I thought really like threw a wrench in the no, ending they had. It's that they didn't they had an ending scene and then they just ended it on the way to the ending scene. And all of a sudden, like at the end of this movie I guess no matter which way you look at it, that's a good example because I remember watching that this movie. Stupid didn't hate lady it. and this cop. But I thought the ending I thought they ended her it. Arch nemesis. It was literally them dri- much like Thelma and Louise. It's like beautiful, like aerial shot and like it's scenic and the car is driving away and it just felt like that was it. And then now we're in the car and they were saying some dumbass shit that they didn't need to fucking go back into. Like leaving a bigger question mark at the end or something. I don't remember really in detail anything anymore they in were, my life. They were but going to kill the guy fuck that movie's ending. who raped her daughter or something. 
Right, and then they just like yeah, they what I was and just saying. Just they like, didn't leave anything to the imagination. Like you were watching yeah, them drive away. You didn't get to see them confront the guy. No, but th- you didn't even know if they were going to do that. Exactly. I, you you had to answer your own question. Where are they going I hate and this why? Shit. But I hate that they answered it. I was like, all right, they left it open ended. Let me figure it out a little bit in this one. And I, yeah, I kind of had enough of the movie at that point. But then they went back in and like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go kill that guy. And then like, yeah, then you don't get to see it. Fuck the ending there. If you're going to go back into the car and let them give you the details of where they're going and it's it's about to be dramatic, let's see it. Let's see the drama. Otherwise, I liked just drive away. The end. Roll credits. Speaking of which, beautiful answer. T- my answer, Grizzly Man. Right. Let me see that shit. Yeah. I would fucking let everyone hear the audio. <laughs> Um, all right, we should move on. Thank you, Gosh. Yo, by the way, to the Tiffany Coco guy, I am flattered that I gained a fan by being a fan of somebody who... So this is definitely drunk um guy. What is going on yeah. in, our, in our fucking <laughs> voicemails? This is like crossover <laughs> jack-offs. <laughs> No, I like this. That's why I'm it's doing this. Gosh one. is jacking off Timpani guy who's jacking off um guy. Timpani Coco guy said he wanted to collaborate with the other Never mind on the y'all. Podcast. What I do like is that even um guy in his drunken stupor. He's like I gained a fan of being a fan. What no matter how serious that is. That was Gosh's excitement on the last call too. Right. Shouting out Timpani Coco guy. So you know what? Maybe they it's like do they even need us anymore? Are they going to like spread their wings and are they going to Thelma and Louise all hold each other's hands and s- step off the Grand Canyon together? Start their own podcast? It's way bigger than ours. That could be what's next. But uh, yeah, um, guy, you already had your shine. We're going on to the next one. Hey, guys. Just listened to the last episode and somebody called saying, is Mr. Timpany Gay? Who the fuck is it's that? unbelievable. Every fucking that call is about this Timpany guy. <laughs> Why is someone pretending to be me? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's what Term's asking. So this is Timpani, Timpani guy? Co- this, first of all, it's Timpani Coco guy. Coco. Timpani Coco guy called in weeks ago and said that they were going to, you know, no one asked Timpani Coco guy who he wants to collab with. Right. Gosh, um guy. So gosh and um guy heard that and it's great. And then Timpani guy called in last week and we were like, where's the Coco? Different guy. Identity theft. <laughs> the look in Term's eyes is so... Not willing to get into this. <laughs> the f- you guys don't deserve to commandeer the show like they this. They have had it. <laughs> pretending to be me. And that's just like, okay. Wow. Make your own guy, maybe. Like, well, kind of sound like I'm guy. But that's whack. Well, Who whatever. does that? And you guys were right. It, it was Coco. He left that out. It's. Timpani Coco, but that <laughs> we've had a lot of fun. <laughs> but in all seriousness, all right, you're cut off, dude. Have we? We let our fan network take over long enough. All right, I'm where? still trying to think of movies that I would change the ending to. Yeah, the answers we gave were not terrific. No, I mean Grizzly Man is a good answer. Yeah, because it's bullshit. They drag you along that whole movie. It's one of those questions where it's like, oh, I got to think about every movie I've ever seen now. And I don't remember them half the time to begin with. Dumbass guy fucking living with these bears. Uh, And then then not only that, they show you 
Werner Herzog and the fucking goofy corner guy listening to the tapes. And they're like, oh, they're looking at the camera like, oh, this is way too much for right. you, the guy at home who's jonesing to listen to what I'm listening to right it's now. It's like you're eating a $300 steak and you're watching a guy eat it and he just gives you the fork. It's like, you want a bite? No, it's, yes. you, you wouldn't be able to handle this. I want to listen me eat it. to this guy get torn to shreds by the bears that he oh so loves. You dragged me along this whole time. And then they destroy the tape right in front of you without letting you hear it. It's infuriating. So of all I know the conspiracies it's not a, I know it's in not the world. A movie, movie. It's a documentary, but it counts. Does that like 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 seeing seeing pictures of Osama's body floating down the river? Floating like, down the river. Whatever the fuck. They threw Osama bin Laden into the ocean, they claim. Right, exactly. It's like, what a it leaves a lot to the imagination. stupid story that the, everyone just fucking was like, okay, he's dead we now. got him, yay! He's alive. I don't get on every conspiracy, or most of them. The guy's probably alive. There's no way that they were just like... No, I don't think that's it. I think the guy was <laughs> dead for months already, if not years. Did we just took credit? Yeah. Either way, that's not how you wrap up an infamous terrorist... Killing is like, and then he's see. Look, they did wrap look, him up. Yeah, looks like look a bed sheet in the ocean, which is he's like gone. Uh, yeah, they respected believe his us, religious right? wants, which was to be ceremonially wrapped in the whatever garb. My point being, and then sent off to sea. We respected the last wishes of a guy. My point being, who we blame the biggest terrorist attack in this country on. Do you even think there ever was video of the fucking attack on uh, the grizzly man? burned foot it's so well, no, it performative was, it was audio right because they wouldn't let us see it or no, is it only audio i think he only had audio recording oh i thought okay either uh, way of the death it might have been that check that the bears <laughs> ate him like off camera so all they had left was like the, whatever the media was it, that was alleged video, that but it, they heard it and we couldn't handle it it's like why would you go as far as to like it's it's ultimately like isn't it important? I know it's not evidence because there wasn't like a murder you're trying to solve questions to here, but like you just burn it. You make it part of your movie that like we're going to destroy like, um, this thing that like captured the last moments of the star of the story's life. I was just reading about, and the guy who's like so That annoying. seems like a weird <laughs> conclusion. A weird it's not just ribbon the star to put of on the film. The He's just an annoying fucking guy. And you know the whole time that they ate him. So they you're putting up, him? you're tolerating this, uh, this annoying dude. Out of the hopes that, well, I'm going to get to hear him get eaten in the end. Yeah. And then in the end, they're like, nope. I was just reading about uh, Steve Irwin. Um, they were talking about how there was only like a few versions of the tape. And like everyone, whoever had the tape, destroyed it. And there was only one tape left. And they gave it to his wife. And she destroyed it without ever watching it. It's like, how about give me the tape? And I'm equally as bummed. As much as I love Steve Irwin, I, there's a morbid curiosity where if I know that his death by a stingray doing his job, you know, like fucking uh, is caught on film, there's a morbid curiosity where I want to see it. Yeah, especially in the, like they're setting it up in Grizzly Man. They're setting it up like... The whole reason we tuned in. Exactly. They really string you along. There might be a payoff of... So you're saying the ending you would change is literally to just play the audio and yeah. let the viewer... Oh, God! Yeah. No. <laughs> Terms just like on the edge of his couch throwing popcorn <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Um, I know there's better uh, answers, though, with like you know, like movie movies. Yeah. It's too broad of a question, gosh. Good question, but what are we supposed to do this with This happens that? every time. You ask me a question like this and suddenly I... I 
There are no movies with shitty endings that at the end I was like, what? Guy on Fuck Instagram you. DM me recently, and the question he asked me was, what's Term's favorite color? And I was like, dude. You know, someone asked me that dude. recently, too, and I said. Oh, exactly. I was like, and maybe ask Term? He's a grown-up. He doesn't have one. Right. And then they were like, all right, I get that. What's yours? And I was like, Jesus, that's worse. I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I get it if you're maybe going to send us a t-shirt or something. And I'm just like, I, whatever. I can't pick a color. What kind of question is this? All right, films with absolutely <laughs> terrible endings. Okay, Planet of the Apes. I think we brought this up recently. Marky Mark. The Marky Mark one where he, he goes back on his ship and then he crashes onto what he thinks is Earth and the Lincoln Memorial has an ape face and all oh, these gorilla we know cops. Oh, as super smart as me will be left alive to bitterly cry. I'm looking at a, uh, a list. Signs. You know, science, people the, shit on the ending well, of science, and I didn't think it was that away, bad. Meryl. I mean, that's pretty gay. It's the fact that they're, that water deters them, the yeah. aliens, it hurts them. And people are like, well, why would they come to a planet that's like 80% water? I don't know. Good question. I guess that it's not my sucked. job <laughs> to figure out their motive of coming here. I never felt like that was a, a such a controversial ending. It like spoiled anything about the movie. It was always like science was one of his better movies. Yeah. Swing away, Meryl. Is, is, is I think kind it's of his best work. Yeah, but I didn't have a problem with the ending. Really, the, the problem I have with the ending and like all the parts where they show the alien is that the aliens look like shit. They're like what crappy else? 2001 CGI what else is on this aliens. List? Uh, a bunch of shit I haven't seen. Um, 500 Days of Summer. I don't remember that at all. What am I doing with the mouth? I gotta break these in. They're like too tight. They are. Um, War of the Worlds. I only saw that once, but you know what? I, th- I remember thinking I that, movie that recently. fucking kicked ass. Dude, I never saw that like when it was out. That movie fucking kicked ass. I was just watching. It was on like Pluto TV or something. It was just on, and I was watching some of it. It does kick ass. Tom Cruise is the man. I honestly don't even know if I've ever seen it like truly beginning to end. But I feel like I've seen the whole movie. World, yeah. I watched uh, a couple Mission Impossibles this past week. I've just been in the mood for like... I didn't even retain what the plots of either one of them. I watched two of them. Yeah. Four and five, maybe. Um, and I don't remember what they're about. I just want to see him climbing the Burj Khalifa. Yeah, just mindless shit. Just awesome. And you know what? That scene fucking rocks. I just want to see him fucking holding on to a plane that's actually taking off. He did that. Speaking he's, of he's Marky Mark. standing on the plane. and it's Marky Mark and mindless action. Get, uh, watch Uncharted on Netflix the next time you need mindless something that you don't really want to watch, but maybe you need to write rhymes. Yeah, I'm not going to know what happened. On. They really get all of like Tom Holland's Spider-Man training. Hell yeah! In, in they're like, yeah, we'll cast this kid because we're gonna, it's going to be Spider-Man <laughs> without the suit. The thing about but it, yeah, it, it is like mindless CGI action, but it did the trick. I put that on recently, and I was like, yep. The this, thing about this is uh, a half watch. The thing about the Mission Impossible stuff is. Lately, he goes like above and beyond to like train for like six months to pull off some stunt and right. be all real about it, and it's cool. Yeah, that's like a like a, a fuller thriller movie. But then they the, he does the stunt, and then they fill the scene with so much fucking CGI that it makes no sense that he even trained. Like he didn't have to do the actual stunt, asshole. He does one where he had to like <laughs> he studied that's like the uh, helicopter he's on. He studied like and trained to be able to free dive and hold his breath for like five or six minutes underwater because of some scene where he has to like hold his breath. The whole scene is fucking CGI and they cut away from him 20 times. Asshole. It's unnecessary. Anyway, 
Um, identity. Nice. <laughs> These are versatile, Vaughn. Fuck yeah. Remember identity? Uh, Do I remember It all identity? wound up being in a fat guy's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that movie, though. Yeah, but that ending sucked balls. Yeah, I know. The whole movie sucks balls. <laughs> I was just like 13 when it came out, and I was like, hell yeah. It's a great movie. Stupid movie. Up until the end. It's pretty stupid. It's all in I'm going to watch it tonight, so I'll let you know. Knowing. <laughs> I've never even heard of this Nick movie. Nick Cage. It is Nick Cage. Uh, then we see the world destroyed by a solar flare. You saw this movie, The Gray. With Liam Neeson? Yeah. In theaters. Yeah, where he like, befriends movie a bunch of shit. wolves. <laughs> sucks shit. Blazing Saddles. You know what? Like, all fucking uh, Mel Brooks movies should be on this list. Mel Brooks made great movies, and they all have terrible endings. Don't Look Now. Never saw it. I think I've seen that. Robot Monster from 1953. You had to put that on the list? Fucking hipster douchebags. You had to let everybody know that you've seen Robot Monster? (laughs) Good for you. You just ruined this whole list. (laughs) I Am Legend is on a bunch of them. Uh, Rat race? Come on, you didn't like the Smash Mouth ending? Hey now, wait. How did I? It am is Legend. pretty gay. I don't like yeah, how that movie ends. Terrible. I love Rat Race. Though. I would say for as great of a movie I consider Rat Race to be, it is such a great movie. That and it's like uh, I guess anytime you bring like a band into that's Hitler's harmonica. I think the only time the they brought a band in and I still loved it. Idle is Hands, PCU. Offspring. Nah, they barely use them though. I thought, oh yeah. George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic. But it's like, it's written into the... George Clinton is here! <laughs> oh, marvelous! Jake Busey. Rat Race rules, though. Identity. Uh, the Batman. I agree. Fucking lame. Teary-eyed Batman. Fucking... Gets cucked by Catwoman. Yeah, and she just fucking... She rides off into the sunset on her motorcycle while Batman's like, maybe we'll meet again. <sighs> Yuck, dude. MGK Batman. <laughs> uh, Hancock, Harry Potter, never seen him. All right, we can move on. Grease is on multiple of these. Identity, again. Jake Buse, again. Why is it on? What, are you changing lists? We just did Identity. Yeah, I changed lists. Because oh. yeah, that fucking robot monster pissed me gosh, off. Gosh, not a bad question, but uh, Seth, we don't need a second list. What? This is great. We can't use our heads to think of movies that we don't like the ending to, so I'm now we have to duplicate lists. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, no. moving along. I had to make up for all the fucking timpani guy calling in to address um guy who's calling in to address timpani guy who's calling in to address gosh who's calling in to address timpani guy. Enough. Granted, maybe that was an oversight on my part. We're here <laughs> to We're talk weird. about movies. We're not interested in your penis. <laughs> I just want to say this is C-Rack from Canada and... uh Somebody died, and we're pouring one up in their memory. Memories. P.A. to the motherfucking T. State, Pat State. Yo, rest in peace, man. That was. If you guys haven't done a shot for him already, do another one if you have. But let's go. He's he's yeah. the goat Poet. for me. He for just said, do rap. another so one if you have. If you guys haven't heard of him, I'm sure you have. He's big in battle rap. He calling into a show that yeah, you don't man, listen to. Peace, Ty State, man. He was fucking savage. So just want to say that and peace out, bag. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> peace out. Oh yeah, redeemed himself at the end. There. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We will do another shot. Yeah, we we covered Pat's day last week. 
and uh, super lame. But I did. It was uh, yeah yesterday morning. I woke up and I was in that like, should I be productive at all today or am I going to do nothing? Sit on the couch with my dog and watch television all day. And I went with dog television day. But I didn't know what to watch. I was the like, dog. I'm not watching anything. I am the dog. Uh, but yeah, I put on Pat's Day Battles for like two and a half hours. So yeah. I, I, I just dabbled back into that. And Who needs yeah, TV? Larger than life uh, battle rapper. Just that... Not we won't get into it again too far, but it's just a fucking different beast of rapping, and sometimes it can be like I'll goof on it, like it's it's over the top corny the with the ba ba, and they like, right. but you have to because you're you're it's just you. Yeah, it's the and name of the game. You don't have the beats intensity, and it's just like still, like I watched uh, the the full battle of Pat Staver Sharon for the title, and the dude Sharon is like great. He's like, the I was dude like, Sharon. who's going to win this? That should be his whole name, the dude Sharon, because Sharon doesn't sound like a dude. He he murders like his and his rhyme patterns. Like, and then I start wondering, do people ghostwrite for these like roasts in comedy? Right. You know what I mean? Or are these all one hundred percent written? Because there are so many fucking great lines. But I was watching full battles, and they're all like at least a half hour a piece. So, uh, yeah, I was just like back in with both feet yesterday watching a bunch, and super bummer. Like I, I never even saw the full details on like if it was just some drunken bar fight or if what the fuck, but uh, yeah, you have to assume yeah, major loss for like just rap culture period. Uh, but yes, we will we will pour up again for Pat State because why the fuck not? What are you looking up? Um, Secret Window, terrible. The movie. end. The whole movie sucked balls. Not yeah. just the ending. You know that's that's a hard one. To just uh, so, yeah, whoa, isolate whoa, whoa, whoa. just the what's ending. The, what's the ending? Isn't it like the same as identity? It's like it's that it was all a dream. It, it's isn't it one of those types of endings? Wizard of In Oz. In the end, it turns it was out just that a dream. <laughs> Mort is a murderer with multiple personalities, and uh, John Turturro's character with the goofy hat doesn't exist. So it's like, all right, this guy just like killed his own dog and terrorized himself for the last hour and a half. Right. <laughs> the fuck out of here. God damn it. Remember also how much product placement? There was like nonstop Mountain Dews and Doritos. All the in guy that movie. ate and drank was Doritos and Mountain Dew. They do that a lot Dude, of Secret movies, Windows but... sucked ass. What a shitty movie. Uh, the Mist. I like the ending of The Mist. It's where the guy fucking like kills everybody. I don't know. I thought they missed. Wow. The guy kills everybody like fucking two minutes before help arrives. Um, Splice, another one. It's like the whole movie sucked. How are you going to just say the ending sucked? God, this bottle, this Fredo shit. We're, we're almost, there's like maybe one more shot left in this, but what a cumbersome, difficult to maneuver. Like I have to use both hands. It's a workout. It's fucking heavy. It's crazy. It is a workout. Good stuff though. It's really a shame we shot so much of this whiskey because I told you I right. had it on ice the other day and I was like, ooh, this stuff rules. Ooh, bro. Way worse than signs. How is this only on one of these lists? The village. Ooh. I mean, you could just get an M. Night Shyamalan Worst ending. All of his movies kind of suck, with the exception of like those two or three. The two or three good ones. Yeah. Six Signs Unbreakable and Tony Coletti. Motherfucking Signs. And then uh, old honorable mention from Ack. (laughs) The only guy who thought it was kind of uh, of clever. Uh, Hardly knew you once again, Pat Stay. Watch Pat's Day Battles. There's like, there's literally an endless amount of like, there's so much, and not just his, you know what I'm saying? Like he was, uh, who did the compliment battle with Roan. And when I saw that, that like, oh yeah, that like 
blew my mind. And it's such an easy pivot. Oh, instead of being just dissing, let's do like intense compliments, you know, and get in your face and say how nice you are and stuff. Right. One of my favorite Pat's Day lines, which I know was in the in the compliment one, but I just heard him do it in like three battles. And he'd be like saying how sweet somebody is. Like he acts tough, but he's sweet. He held the door for me today. And I was 40 feet away. <laughs> like, and he throws that in and every single time it entertains me. I was just like, oh, like... I'm glad I got to hear that one again. <laughs> good line. He held the door for me today. I was 40 feet away. Ah, uh, legend. And Term took a shot, and I forgot to take mine. Right. I took mine to Elias Theodoro. I really feel like I did him dirty <sighs> earlier. Are we getting back into this? Is this do-over week? We'll <laughs> go do Pat's day and Elias again? Yeah, it was just disrespectful. <sighs> Straight up. Mm. All right, let's see. Damn, I got more questions. What the fuck? Hey, guys. I uh, really liked what Ak was saying about the whole Instagram reels and TikTok push that's been happening. Is this Timpani Coco guy again? Because I like you. fucking believable <laughs> You guys. He said he liked what numbers. I was saying. He said he liked what I was saying. Shut up. I want to hear him out. Because I feel like it really doesn't get talked about to where that just, just for one week normal next yeah, week we block all three of their numbers crazy and fake <laughs> and it really reminds me of like the whole networking push that is like always is happening in college at least from my experience it was like relentless pushing to network like no end and it was just like so forced and fake and so many people forced? were just constantly going like coming up to me just to be like hi i'm andrew i'm a marketing major this is my phone number we should really connect on things. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, it's actually you know, not like, a bad comparison. It's, it's like human spam. Yeah. This is like a, the middle ground between what Timpani Coco guy's talking about and actual spam, like emails, like the, the insistence of the algorithm, like daily, you, you know, pump it out, pull the slot machine every single day thing. It's like human spam. It's like seeing people. And, and in my case, it's a lot of people like, like I, I know, and I do like their work and I'm just like, all right, I, like uh, yeah, like Term said, I think a week ago. At a certain point, you see it so many times. Now you're making me want to like just brush past it. Like I'm not interested in. I'm this annoyed. Inorganic. It's like the fucking Derek Jeter commercial. Meet and greet. I might need life insurance, <laughs> but now if I do, like I'll when never, I'm shopping for and I it, I mean never. American Family <laughs> Life Insurance can suck my fucking dick because of that fucking Derek, Derek Jeter commercial. <laughs> they might offer me hundred dollars less than every other company. I'm going with someone yeah, else. Suck my sack, both nuts, right now. I guess you can call this my ball of fame. Get a whole mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I went for it. Uh, yeah, not a bad. If this comparison. wasn't in a college and you just went into a business or anywhere else up to people, you're just like a crazy homeless person because that's who does that. Like it's it's insane how much they push for networking to where it feels like your degree really isn't worth anything, and they're just like, hey, right. you probably shouldn't invest in this, and you should probably bank on meeting some rich people who have rich parents that and you can work for their company. And that's like ideal. I know so many people who that's like just what happens to them, just working for a rich parent, friend, person unrelated to their major. And it's like, I think that's the majority of people. You have to like, I think the majority of people work somewhere where they knew someone yeah. there. They had some sort Dude, of in already. I've always said that. It's always, they, they say like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Right. That's a, a word to the wise for just normal jobs. It's obviously in like our line of business. You know, networking on the road and, and knowing people like our homies and, and Jarv and you want to come with on this run and we got homies in Portland and whatever. Like, 
just just putting your fucking uh, resume on Monster and Career Builder and all that stuff. Sure, I guess it works for for a lot of folks. I've seen posts but too. That in are like, my experience, uh, I've my my last few real jobs came with like. Oh, somebody getting my foot in the door and oh yeah my dad works there i'll have him get you an interview like a thing like that right and it wasn't about my degree and what how good i was at it more than it was about them knowing someone for me to talk to i've seen like posts too that are from these people on tiktok these people and they're like looking down at the nine to fivers who are like y'all don't want to quit your nine to five and when all you got to do is make four or five posts a day relentlessly every single day about whatever the fuck you know yeah about whatever your little struggling self business is. You know, I recently like. It's like, yeah, some people see that as a worse task than their nine to five. Uh, when Chad it's was less on, enjoyable to every day have to make four or five stupid videos no one wants to see. Chad was clowning me because I said, like, Instagram offered me, like, hey, do you want to make money for posting more reels? And I'd be like, not now. No. And he'd be like, you're an idiot, dude. And I did, like, all, all I did since then, I did, I changed it. I, like, added our PayPal. So it's like when we do post videos and we got the tour coming up. We normally post a lot more when we're on the road, like highlights and stuff. And I was like, if they're offering, like if I'm going to post a video anyways, why not have it generate the $9 or something for that one? But the thing is, that's what it is. We might get a few dollars and then they don't pay you until it's over, let's say $100. You have to reach that for the month. So if you don't post enough to get your, oh, like this one was $9 and this one was $4. App. That's what I'm saying. It's like, for me, it's like, because I do look at it. And like, if if I pulled you aside and I was like, yo, term, now that our PayPal connected to Instagram, you should upload more videos. Because if I upload these and then you upload those, we're going to make $3 here and $5 here. And then once we get to $100, we've made money off just posting. And you're trying to make so much extra content, which I think lacks in the long run. It's lacking, con- it's, it's this quantity over quality formula. Absolutely. That people get sick of seeing. And, and that's how I feel about it anyway. So, And we uh, we posted our like Des Moines promos, and we're going to post a little promo for Bird's Eye View. These aren't even like content things, but since connecting the PayPal, yeah, Instagram will generate the few dollars the more those videos get seen. But you, it's, it's all about like, yeah, if you do it every day, that's another $3. It's, it is. It's like to me, it's it's this... How far into it are you going to lean before you're hooked and you're hooked because you want to get a hundred fucking dollars? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to get a hundred dollars. I sell a few t-shirts on the road and I'm I'm excited to do that in a few weeks, but I'm not as excited to make sure I have my video content piece today and then the one tomorrow and then the one. I'm going to show you video content as I have things worth showing you. You know what I mean? That's that's how it should be. Uh, Anyways. Thank you, Timpani Coco Guy. Once again, I'm going to jump to the next call because I think it's in the same vein. But Hey, guys. just uh, I wanted to say, fuck that guy that called in and tried to force you guys to do reels and all the social media shit. I like that you guys are just good at something and being funny, and you don't give a shit about it. Uh, that's kind of like what you guys started out as. Like you said, your Twitter bio was, uh, we suck. You know, you guys don't suck, but I, I love that. We updated out of your guys' personality. Uh, that being said, I wanted to ask if you guys be interested in doing a live podcast ever. Um, I'll be seeing you at Skankfest, and that was kind of my thought that it'd be a cool addition to the show. Um, not only if you guys performed, if You're you too continue kind. to go and following you, you guys do live podcasts there. Hit me up. Thanks. Bye. Uh, what's crazy is it's officially like by the time this is out, it's less than a month. Skankfest is a month away. It's like it's really happening. It's coming up. Uh, yeah. If, if today, judging by today's episode, 
No one wants this live. We're not doing a live recording. <laughs> now or ever. Uh-uh, certainly not at Skankfest, where, you know, <laughs> real comedians go to do their real podcasts. Yeah, we don't... Real paying fans of their shows. Fancy ourselves, like, funny. Well, we are. Are we? Yeah. We're like, we we're know how to make not, each other laugh, because we've known each other 30 years. We're just not funny enough. Right. <laughs> um, what was he saying? Oh, so, yeah, it is cool. And this is who we are. And we don't give a shit. But it's like, like, not giving a shit could also be to a fault. So I also like pay attention. Like when my friend Vanna Black Soul talks to me about stuff, like we get into a debate and that's fun. Dude, this week, I, I think once a week since he was on weeks ago, we've like had a call, which is great. I'm talking to my friend a little more, but it always does go back into the same thing about like YouTube shorts and TikTok. Enough and about get, the reels. Right. And it almost seems like at a certain point, <laughs> it's like uh, confirming what I'm, my fear of being it becoming a distraction and I don't get to focus on, on the album I'm working on or anything like that to the point where like, yeah, now I'm taking phone calls for an extra hour off the podcast about the same thing when I was planning to go try and record a verse or something or like, but I, I'm like, I I'm trying to be slightly open to it. Cause honestly, at a certain point I will like, I will cave, I will be bored and I'll be like, you know what I could do that would, I can justify his productivity. I'll chop up some old videos and I'll make some like, you know, three weeks worth of, video things to just put on the background and real uploads or something like i'll probably get there but when it's also like this it, it just sounds like like a you know pyramid scheme like nfts you don't you know what they are you know you gotta be and i'll be like oh it sounds like it's not for me but people don't want to hear that so they keep telling you like why you gotta and i go i thought we established like it's i just, told you i i don't wanna or it's like just become the new yeah like aren't we past the this new now? medium yeah i don't like the real thing i just want to uh, talk to my friend <laughs> It is the like it it epitomizes that whole the endless scroll yeah thing, and it reminds me. It's like to me, what's it's weird that like what's become a new mass form of entertainment is basically like back in the day if you just used to like sit on the couch and ch what we used to call channel surfing, you just keep yeah. hitting up. And you watch this channel for 10 seconds and then hit up. Yeah, you end up just it's watching like, that's what you could be watching like. more than you pick a thing to watch. Just You're just like, like seeing I'm what's on. Endlessly flipping through channels for fucking right. 40 minutes. And then I look up and I'm like, did it get darker out? What the fuck happened? <laughs> it's really it's really weird and depressing. Uh, and nothing like makes you feel, at least in my eyes, when you've like used social media, when you're done using it, nothing makes you feel like you've wasted more of your life than reels which is basically tiktok it's the same thing uh let's do one more fan question and wrap it up because i promised that somebody called in about mgk yo what's up the guy from mad max that has the water how we been fucking love the show you know shit's been fucking aces these days all right relax the content's great anyway been a couple minutes as he I say. Caught it. himself there. He almost got a little too carried away. <laughs> He's going off the deep end. Reeled it in. Good job. All right. Paddled over to the kiddie pool. Y'all are gonna fucking roast me for this. The, the space is anyway. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, spoke I got soon. a question. A yes, just ask. Twenty four seconds. Your by the way. He's getting to the question. Exactly. You don't have to waste twenty four seconds doing little voices and stuff. <laughs> you want to hear the first part again? Should I play the first twenty four seconds? Right. Again? again. I got I, a question. Like we're not funny. No. So y'all, stop, really? <laughs> stop trying to be funny when like we're already bad enough at it when we try. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> ask the funny. fucking questions. <laughs> All right, here's this question. A good would you rather. All songs exist, 
but they're all performed by MGK, or only one <laughs> MGK song exists, but it's performed by every artist with their own cover interpretation. The current uh, climate of events, I feel like y'all would eat this stuff. Anyways, smooches. I mean, genuinely a good podcast question for us. It's a weird question. That whole first 24 seconds, though, you know. But I feel like the obvious answer is number two. Oh, dude, I was going to go number one. I want to hear MGK. A a little variety. Do the Rolling Stones. Never. But then you can't hear the Rolling Stones do the Rolling Stones. But the Rolling Stones, first of all, they're going to be dead tomorrow. So their records won't be dead. So that like Beethoven's been dead. There will be no records. That's the point. Still great. Did you hear the second half? There is only one song, and it's an MGK song, and other musicians have to perform that song. Can you? So no, there is no Rolling Stones catalog. The Rolling Stones go on tour, and they have to play one MGK song the whole set. But that is still listening to the Rolling Stones perform. But they have to play that one song. So it's who. You could see any musician you want, but they only ever get to play one song. Can you play the question again? Because is he saying see or hear? That whole first 24 seconds got all bluey on us. Because I, like, hear the question. I was thinking this also means like every recording artist ever, dead or alive, instead of their catalog, you have them doing this one MGK song. So that means like Aretha well, dead Franklin. Or alive. No, because they're dead. Alive. Let's keep it to alive. Like like yeah, today. He said no one existed. All right, let's hear he the said question exist. Again. Let's hear the question again. Good would you rather? All songs exist, but they're all performed exist. by MGK. Right. If they're being performed by MGK, if you choose option one, all songs exist. But to me, that means like so. Fucking all no. you need is love. I played it for the Queen dying. Yeah. In all this, you need is love. In this world, the Beatles didn't write that. They never existed. MGK wrote it. No, no, no. All songs exist means those songs were... Love, 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 love. <laughs> or only one MGK song exists, but it's performed by every artist with their own cover interpretation. It shouldn't be as confusing as it feels. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, I'm all, confused. All songs exist. So every song you've ever heard still is out there. Just for fantasy, you know? it's it, the, the, All the songs are out there, but the only show in town, in every town, is MGK. Otherwise, there's only one song, and it's Drug Dealer Girl. And they even cut Lil Wayne's verse. See, I, I feel like you're <laughs> changing his first. How am I changing it? Thing. How am I changing it? By what he said, can I still listen to all those? All songs exist, but they're all performed by MGK or only one performed MGK by, song. Which means, exists. like, so I no longer have Sgt. Pepper's. The album I have is MGK's Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. That's what that means? Because I don't want that world. Do you want a world where I there's want only a world one song where the in Beatles the world? Are in the playing world? Drug dealer if there's girl. If, if there's only one song in the world, why do we like the Beatles versus MGK? Because they're because there's no difference. Because they're not little Nicky's brother, <laughs> who was pretty kickass for the record. You know what? They I don't look, like this. Slander. You know what? Look at the Beatles around the time of Sgt. Pepper. They look like little Nicky's brother for sure. I still maintain. I go option one. I want to hear MGK do every song. I just feel like I'd be fine with that. Otherwise, okay, yeah, cool. I'll go. I'll go buy tickets to the Leon yeah, no. Bridges show. Go he's too. gonna do. He's gonna do. Uh, what is the fucking song that started all this? Girl, don't act like you ain't saw me. And then Leon Bridges <laughs> is doing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what you that's want. better to me. But then he does that song, and then he either walks off stage after three minutes, or he stays on stage for I don't know eighty five more minutes and does that song over and over and over because that's the only song that exists in this world. So you want to go? What, what, at what point would you leave the Leon Bridges show if he were doing? What's the name of that? Well, song? it would only be one <laughs> song. 
every show is one song, then why buy a ticket? I don't know. It's this guy's universe. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, guy made it up. I don't understand my rules. I'm trying, dude. I'm trying to. <laughs> I pick number two. I pick the second option. Yeah, you do there's pick number a little, two because it's shit. There's a little. <laughs> we both reads for the whoopies. How dare you be so flippant, man? No, give me a song. Give me a song like you, that somebody. Sunday morning coming down. Well, I don't know that song. In the park. But you got to do it like MGK. You got to do it like MGK. With a laughing little girl that he was swinging. See, that's, that's kicking Then out. I stopped beside a Sunday school to listen to a song that they were singing. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. So how do you not go option one? What's another song in the world? Just like a popular... Maybe my humps. MGK uh, does my humps. Black Sabbath's Paranoid. Or the Black Eyed Peas. My humps. Yes. Pick one of them and do it as MGK. Finish with my woman because <laughs> she doodle doody rootle do. <laughs> I had the... Uh, I had the... <laughs> I had the my humps lyrics up here. I don't know where they went. You oh know. I'm like, all right, we don't need. I don't need to do MGK doing yeah. my humps. All right, we could do this all day. We should my start humps, with this. My humps, my humps, my humps, my lovely lady lumps. <laughs> <laughs> Can you look up though? Um, brought it up earlier. Somebody said that he sounds like the goth kids from South Park. Didn't they do a song just like Millhouse's dad? Uh, I guess I can. Check. South Park Goth Kids song. I swear I have it in my head where they're like, they have a little band and they're like playing music. Yeah, well, the Goth Kids. Pause that. Let's see. Goth. Is there not a scene where they make? Where they like there? Well, they do the intro. There was an episode where they did the intro song. No, it was like. This is good though. Going down to South Park and have myself a tour. <laughs> <laughs> MGK did the intro to South Park. Going down to South Park and take my woes with me. Nightmares every night. Poser spouting. Let's go shopping. Heading up to South Park because I cannot unwind. I'll find love and rain. I'm only happy when I'm in pain. So I'm going down to South Park to die. To die. <laughs> Tonight. Um, now let's see what Tonight. their song is. See, if this is their song, there's a scene, though, where they do this. Well, you can't put scenes on YouTube. Watch me. South Park, I always thought, was kind of, like, strict with the uh, copywriting. All right, there's no lyrics. So <laughs> yeah, what is this? This can't be it. <laughs> All right, fuck me. I'm sorry I brought it up. Yeah, you should be. All right, let's do some shitty YouTube comments. That might not be shitty. All right, first one, beat it up video. It's from Christopher. It says, I love Palmer Squares, but goddamn, I hate this energy so much. Yikes. Okay, shitty comment. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Chris. Tell us how you really feel. Um, I get where he's coming from. It know? is conjured energy. It's it's music video shoot energy where the guy is saying, hey, now dance and jump up around and, 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 and hump the plant. Do you think he means that <laughs> or like the whole song? Well, I mean, the manufactured acting energy was also to try and fit the, right. the upbeat song. Can you click on the Beat It Up video? I can um, I want to see what the lady looks like. The lady? Yeah, didn't we have a lady who's supposed to be like the fucking oh, yeah, my Alice from Workaholics or whatever? Was it Alice? 
I'll be here often. Good actor. This is terrible. Love hurts. Don't. I'm not a bad actor. This is not. No. Don't judge me by this performance. Enough of the chewing noise. <laughs> Way too much chewing sound effects. Right. <laughs> Why do we put so much chewing sound effects? I'm chewing. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I'm watching the end of Grizzly Man when I redo the ending. Ugh, what the fuck, Matt? We talked about this. Okay? You had three sales last Who's year. a good actor now? Thomas? She's great. No, me. <laughs> All right. Good eye roll. I'm rolling my eyes. Killer eye roll. What happened to Jaws? Why was Jaws just on your screen and now it's blue? Now it's what they needed to be to put Jaws on your screen <laughs> <laughs> for fakes. I'm glad we never got flagged for putting Jaws on the screen. Right. Using the whole clip. I'm glad workaholics never sued us. Anyways, we go on. No, I, I uh, Chris... I get where you're coming from. I hate that energy, too. Chris, my buddy. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> you rock, Chris. Here's the uh, first that, now this promo video where we were taking a bubble bath together. Classic. And Charles Manzini says, still a fave for a good laugh when I'm buzzed. Nice. <laughs> you think there's a world where uh, Charles is, he's drinking and he's whatever. Yes, he just told no, us. No, 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 no. He's not even thinking world. about it. And it's like, you know how like, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Pat Stay Battles. He goes, oh. I'm gonna watch the promo video for a 12-year-old mixtape. Yes. I'm buzzing right now, dude. I'm buzzed. I gotta see this. It is a funny video. <laughs> I'm in the mood. Bring that one up. It's classic. Okay, we can't watch every video that Can we not? On. It's late. I'm doing this <laughs> two late. fucking hours. I know I wanna get home and yeah, what are you cook doing? this trout I got waiting for me. Uh, Steelhead. Dude, got a video. head of steel, bro. Uh, I was hooked. I'm gonna cook this steelhead trout in my steel toes. I was hooked on this song when it came out. Well. On what? Dip. Dip? Oh. Did I stutter? <laughs> I don't know why I thought of <laughs> Discap when you said dip. Dipscap? Um, Acknowledge. He does. He sa- Wait, what did he say? He says, I don't know why. Why do you have a question to every <laughs> comment? This was like a bing, 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 we just go through it thing. Bing, 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 ricochet rabbit. <laughs> that second shot got you lit. What did he say? He said he was hooked on dip when it first came out. But I thought he said, I don't know why I was hooked on this when it first came out. He didn't. Okay. Bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> Acknowledge video. Did he say Phantom Liddy Opera? <laughs> is that what the comment is? Yes. By the way, it's the same guy from the dip thing who was hooked. Jasper. On, on Acknowledge? Yeah. Phantom Liddy Opera. Yeah. Oh, Phantom of the Opera. Phantom Liddy Opera. Uh. So did you say Phantom Liddy Opera? Is that my line? Uh, shit, that's my line. <laughs> you blew it! You suck! I know there was a disputed lyric of mine on the Montrose to Kimball verse. Remember that? Oh, they thought you dropped an N-bomb. They did. Yeah. Maybe I did. Because you said... Maybe they thought right. You said, nah, the Gestapo. Yeah. And then they... Nah, they, the they, Gestapo. They, they thought you said, nah, dude, stop, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, the Gestapo. Nah, that's just more about the listener in that instance than you. They're like, they just nah. can't help but hear the N-word. Nah, the Gestapo. Um, no foam in the cup. Uh, had this in my playlist from watching a Walking Dead parody movie called The Walking Deceased. That song is in The Walking Deceased. It's the title or the credit song, right? Yeah, we've talked about that. We Not got it. Title we, credits, ending credits. We got a message one day, and uh, 
It was like, hey, can we use your song in a video we're making? And I was like, yeah. Every time we've gotten and that And then there was a movie that they sold at Best Buy. I was like, okay, where's my scratch? It's been a letdown. Motherfuckers. I'm sure they're asking where's their scratch, too. Duped me. Yeah. For uh, The Walking Deceased. Look, I ain't mad. Did not rake in cash. Lesson learned. <laughs> Never say yes without demanding buku bucks. <laughs> buku. Uh, Hall of Famers video. It says, okay, y'all got some flow for show. Okay. Okay. Um... Victory video, it says, I saw my name in here. LOL. What? Is your name Vic? Uh, it's from Neurotic Night, and I say, you must be neurotic if you got a problem with our policy. So, Not worth commenting on a platform at all, but that's, I think, what they were going for. Wow, dude. And the same Neurotic Night comments on the Hall of Famers video, literally just a period. This is what's going on on YouTube, you guys. Some neurotic and night. And you said these were going to be shitty. <laughs> collected <laughs> the period punctuation and, and said post. That's it. That's a, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Two more. Brainwash. Got a lot of full whoopies over here. I need these comments to be shitty. I told you, load them up, dude. Uh, dope is always 100. <laughs> need to see you guys live again. Light them never. Up we'll never perform ever again. Yeah, we quit now. Yep. Tours off. It says that beat at the end is sick, too. Y'all need to hop on that. What is uh, that? It's Pudge's beat switch, which on the album version, you do hop on halfway oh, through yeah. the verse. We listen. And when we do it live, Platinum Elite Tour 2022, West Coast. Yeah, you know, you're going to hear the beat flips. So. Don't even so worry about Nick it, Nick Nowlin, if that is your real name. Buy your tickets. I'm a fucking idiot. Um, and then, yeah, now we're back to last week's. <laughs> that was the best one. That was a good one. <laughs> Oh, what else, you guys? I'll tell you what else. <laughs> they are toit, dude. <laughs> These things are toit. No, but seriously? <laughs> TBS Reports Podcast at gmail.com, 708-797-3079. And patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. That's the website you go to if you want to hear Bird's Eye View right now, before Friday. Um, so do that. Term? I, I was going to say... <laughs> Words I drew from a bird's eye view. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I can't do it with this. You know, friend. next week's episode is episode 250. We can't bring this whack energy next 250, week. 250, bro. 250 episodes. That's like a, a quarter of a fucking milestone. What are we going to do? It's not a milestone itself. Oh, dude, oh, leaning on this ass cheek. It's bullshit. What if you blew up all the whoopee cushions and kind of like not sat on them for the joke, but like positioned them into. You know, in the car, like no, no, right Not now, a bad like idea. frighteners, frighteners guy, ass in a circle, yeah, yeah, put them all in a circle. We have like a dozen whoopies right here. I'll read plugs. You have enough time to blow them up and try and dude, you're a genius. <laughs> See if you can put your pimply, sisty ass on a dozen whoopies. Seriously, and if nothing else, even if it doesn't feel better, it'll sound funny. My cyst in my gooch was the reason we had that whole uh, sample. From Opie and Anthony of uh, right, P A L M E R squares. Yep. Because uh, I was I was researching. They put they cut my cyst open, and they put a what's called a gauze wick in my cyst wound. Yeah. And then like days later, you're supposed to pull it out. So I was frightened about having to do that. And of course, I do what anyone who's frightened about a medical procedure does: is they go to YouTube. And they watch a bunch of worst case scenarios of this same procedure or whatever. Yep. And it's just people like fountaining pus out of their gauze wick uh, pulling out, you know? 
So then I'm, I go to pull mine out. It, I didn't even have to pull it out. It just went, I like tugged on it a little and it went boop. Nothing. No pus. No nothing. No pain. No nothing. So you failed to circle that back to the, the PALM thing. Oh. It's because they were talking about it on the OP Anthony show, Gauze Wicks, and you just went through it. I just happened to be looking so at Gauze Wicks. So you chimed Wick into videos. their show, and then they were reading our Twitter handle. They were talking they, to Dr. Steve on the yeah. phone. By the way, this is a little different than the musicians Dr. I was talking Steve, about. The but man. Opie from the Opie and Anthony show is like the apex prime example of what I'm talking about with it's dumb the ass thing. real. It's, I follow him as a hate watch because I cannot look away from this train wreck. I love it. Yeah. I love Opie Radio. <laughs> <laughs> he should sample that and put it on his album. But oh my God, dude, it's just this fucking this fall from grace radio guy who's just trying to keep up with 15 year olds trends on tiktoks now every fucking day i send him the term it's like how i say hello to my friend now like look at this piece of shit this guy used to be on serious that's what i'm talking about a guy who will justify anything as a piece of content a million listeners a day put it in stories and add like a you know you add the little fucking gif like a a firework gif to give it some some motion and then you it's like the guy trying to meet his fucking instagram might give me a hundred dollars if i post (laughs) enough of these pieces of shit i don't think it's that it's it's his it's sad his long term desire to go viral so he fucking goes on tiktok and puts sunglasses on his knee and puts zz top in the background and he thinks it's Dude, gonna that's happen the formula it's always put a music bed and today's the day text all over a it. bunch of 15 year olds think i'm the man that's what i'm talking about it's pathetic like guys and, like 60 years old and he's not the only account where it's like what are you doing what the fuck are you doing? It's man? gross. It's like in, in it's his case, gross. he used to be somebody. Exactly. A lot of the people now, I'm talking about like peers, and it's like we are somebody or we're trying to be somebody. You're watching somebody who had it, and it's like this is what you've resorted to to try to stay relevant. Ooh. Oof, dude. Fucking brutal. But like I said, one of my favorite follows of all time. I just can't stop. It's obnoxious. Um, Where were we? Mm. I was talking about my ass. Right. I thought we were going to blow up all these whoopies and you were going to sit on it with your pimply cheeks. Here, I'll, I'll help. You got to blow this one. No, not one. You got to fucking get all of these. I'm going to break it. These are really like faulty whoopee cushions because I'm doing... But they're so new and toit. Like, if Dude, you do enough of them, you might be able really to... Just sit on... Put a whole little circle here of whoopies. You know? Too to, big. You, here. We, got, we don't... There's still a few unblown. Okay, there we go. Look, there's like five going on six now. There we go. Here we go. This is a whole. That's plenty. Let's go for that. And I'll put my mic here just in case. But ease into it. Ease into it. See if you can just get a little posture. That does feel nice. Dude, none of them are farting and they're supporting you. Did I just have a good idea? And no pain. And I'm feeling supported. Wait a minute. Are we going to quit rapping and go on Shark Tank with our new invention? <laughs> whoopee, <laughs> whoopee circles for your bum? You ever have a cyst on your butt cheek? <laughs> Seriously, though, they're all going to pop. They're not, though. And we just got them. They're just fresh <laughs> out the pack. <laughs> we need more. Oh, what am I talking about now? The Palmer Squares. Okay. Go to palmersquares.com slash shop. Get some merchandise. Before we bring every goddamn thing we have left on the road. <laughs> and uh, send us something. Send us even more whoopies. Yes. Or, or whatever. The Palmer Squares, P.O. Box 47772, Chicago, ah, Illinois, fuck. 60647. Yeah, dude, you got to get that thing looked at. Bro, seriously. You want to show it to me? 
Do you want to see? Uh, follow me at Ecumenal. I mean, for the sake of the podcast, let me see this thing. Look out. No, no, move over. Like, turn towards me more. Other way. There we go. Yeah, that's not good. No good? Yeah, it looks like a... Like an ingrown hair or something. It's a, it's a mess back there, dude. The slight, <laughs> the slightest like touch on like the center point kills. Yeah. So like the thought of even like popping this thing, and it doesn't even look like there's something anything to pop. No, that that's the thing is you know when you have like a zit that hasn't come to a head yet, and you kind of like gotta wait or like pinch it or something. It's just like it's it's a red dot, but it's not surface level. Right. That's and what it, that looks like. And if you feel around it. It's like hard. It's like a like a breast cancer lump. Hmm. Maybe I have ass cancer. I've been watching a lot of horror movies. I think I could like slice your butt cheek open <laughs> with a Bowie knife and take a peek in there. Just shave that part of it off. Um, <laughs> oh my God, you guys, the Platinum Elite Tour. It's coming to a city near you. Seattle, September 30th at the High Dive. Portland, Jack London Review on October 1st. Uh, San Francisco at Brick and Mortar on October 3rd. Sacramento at the Starlet Room on October 4th. Santa Cruz at the Catalyst Atrium on October 5th. Then Los Angeles at the Mint, October 8th. San Diego at Winston's, Ocean Beach, October 11th. And uh, Phoenix, Arizona at Last Exit Live uh, on October 12th. Then we're stopping at Skankfest to have the time of our lives with Jarvie Boy. Uh, Colorado, Greeley. At the Moxie Theater, October 20th. Colorado Springs at Oscar Blues, October 21st. And then Denver, Lost Lake, October 22nd with Jarv. Jarv confirmed. He's coming with the Colorado. He said yes. it, uh, it works for his schedule. So we're excited about that. Schedule. Um, and then after Platinum Elite, we do have a few shows with Tropidelic. End of the year, Cincinnati, Riverfront Live. Uh, that's December 28th. Yes. Uh, Detroit at the Magic Bag, December 29th. And then Cleveland, Ohio, House of Blues. Um, Living uh, in New sin Eve. with a safety pin. <laughs> Go Cleveland Rocks, dude. These are clouding. There's so much dust. White dust. It's beautiful. <laughs> Uh, besides that, we'll see you guys next week on the TBS Reports podcast. Oh my God, I gotta say the song. It's our boy, Feral the Earthworm. Uh, check the stats, you stupid bitch. Find it in the Smoochie <laughs> Gang. <laughs> I don't know why the aggression. Uh, just a song. It's, it's warranted. Yeah, yeah. They deserve it. Check the stats, you motherfucker. Fucking losers. Oh, you never heard of Feral the Earthworm, you dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, I reach for a whoopee, but there are none anymore. Oh, used no. Stupid ass. Uh, shout out, Feral. Yeah, Check you the were stats. Playing this playlist. before we uh, started, and it's yeah. fucking awesome. Ah, uh, he's good. Uh, and we'll see ass. everybody next week. <laughs> TPS reports podcast. Smooches. Kill Whitey. What's up? I'm Feral. Best from C in my bracket. 25 with a bunch of drivers. Give me the light and I'll blast it. In every direction, cause I'm a disco ball. A little living legend, cause I spit so raw. I figured out a riddle most just don't solve. And I wanna give the money to my kinfolk, y'all. But I live in a car, don't have much. Flow go far like aqueducts. Pack the punch, all I have for lunch was peanut butter crackers and Captain Crunch. It sucks, but I'm trying to find sustenance in the act of creating. Love your craft and it loves you back. And to have that means graduating to a level where the kickback goes beyond you. Should never get mad at what I gone through. What I fought taught me how to function, how to live in the wake of destruction. Life is tough, it's a rebellious act. Just to be frugal with your health intact. The cell's a trap, but the hell with that. Everybody wanna add, but they never subtract. To be honest, I'd rather bump an old Chomsky lecture than listen to even one song from you. Y'all just better step it back. Check the stats, I'm a killer decorated with the metals and glass. Your methods are pathetic, and I'm pedaling past. Earthworm better than the
love a 93 You get money but you never be as tight as me Got about the divine like my mind is free Embodiment of everything that you are trying to be Fuck y'all till I'm paid in full Tell me that I can't, I'ma break the rule Stimulate your mom, squeeze your pool Never did what I was told cause I hated school So I dropped out, represent, independent Don't consent to giving it away They're trying to take every cent Every moment, every life and everything that you get I live van life cause I ain't paying like 1500 for the rent and that's damn right It's a scam that you can't fight Build a campsite, chop around, make a bunch of music And write, let me in, I ain't asking nice you can't understand what I've sacrificed Got a passion for mics and a rap size But I'd rather have enlightenment than flashing lights To be honest, I'd rather bump an old Chomsky lecture Than listen to even one song from you Y'all just better fuck off, get it on my own Took the biggest trips and I spit my poems Little by little, I've been offended and grown Did it independent, bitch, I built it alone, I'm a beast I got more heart, way smarter, plus my flow is better You might as well just cut the check Take cash, Bitcoin, Venmo, whatever I'm innovative and I'm in a fest at a pro tier Acquainted with the bigger picture, feeling no fear I'm so clear, had a dope year And I'm about to have another when I'm old near death I'ma know that I never kissed ass Rep grew slow, but I never done be passed The level that I needed if I did it too fast Real shit, dude, I better would've crashed I'm posted now, foundation's tough Built to last, got major love Created it within, why you chase the buzz? You wanna make it, but you can't because You're a weak person with no conviction Evidently pathetic as facts Shut your dumbass mouth, I'm ahead in every way Just check this